1: Today is Tuesday, November sixteenth.
0: Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. In the news this morning, powerful Philadelphia labor leader Johnny Doc Doherty and City Council member Bobby Hennan were found guilty of conspiracy charges by a jury after a weeks-long trial. Doherty was convicted of eight counts, including conspiracy and honest services fraud, but acquitted of three counts of honest services fraud. Juror convict, jurors convicted Henan of it's nine. Uh, Heenan, I think. He, right? Oh, yeah. Heenan, yeah. of nine counts, including uh, both charges and federal uh, a federal program bribery, but acquitted him of eight fraud and bribery uh, counts. Prosecutors said that Doherty kept Heenan, a union electrician turned Philadelphia city council member on the payroll to help his union keep a tight grip on construction jobs. During the six-week trial the government played wiretaps of the pair speaking about Doherty's interest in issues before city council.
3: Everybody who assesses these sort of things and all the pundits are saying this is a, uh, a tectonic shift in Philadelphia politics with this going down like this.
2: What, that they were convicted? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their convictions follow a lengthy FBI investigation of activities within the chapter of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers that Doherty leads, but will not mark the end of Doherty's legal woes. The longtime union boss still faces at least one more federal trial based on charges in the sweeping 2019 indictment. Defense lawyers insisted that there was no undue influence and argued that the city allows council members to hold outside jobs. Uh, The defense also questioned how it was a crime for union supporter Heenan to side with Doherty and the building trade workers he was elected to represent.
3: I was reading an article in the uh, Inquirer this morning that says they went to a lot of uh, politicians, Preston, and, and they were, like, asking them for their, for their response. They're like, ah. yeah, right. <laughs> like, no one wanted to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: President Joe Biden signed his hard-fought $1 trillion infrastructure deal into law Monday before a bipartisan celebratory crowd on the White House lawn, declaring that the new infusion of cash for roads, bridges, ports, and more is going to make life change for the better for the American people. Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania are expected to receive billions...
0: Oh, come on, man. Is attention. <laughs> come on. Sleeping over here.
2: Billions of dollars to assist with infrastructure needs. What we're looking for in mass transit with SEPTA, we're hoping Amtrak gets major upgrades, said Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. Uh, SEPTA issued a statement on the influx of funding, stating that the money will allow them to move forward with projects of regional significance, including trolley modernization, King of Prussia Rail, and replacing one of the nation's oldest rail vehicle fleets. In addition to those funds, Pennsylvania will get another $11.3 billion for federal aid uh-huh. highway projects. Programs.
3: Wouldn't it be cool if they could do, like, moving sidewalks the way they do in the airport? Like, you could take <laughs> yeah. a moving sidewalk from without out to King of Prussia. Right? That would be great. It'd be awesome. How could you not love that? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could go a little faster, like 15 miles an hour. <laughs>
2: Pennsylvania will now have a chance to compete for its. You would have to
0: run, get up ahead of yeah, team. just yeah, yeah. to. I mean, like sprint right. as hard as you possibly could Wouldn't to just get not. on it. Yeah.
2: Pennsylvania will now have a chance to compete for a share of that one billion dollars in the Reconnecting Community Program, in addition like to funding that has already been secured and more potential funding, uh, federal funding pending in an oncom- uh, upcoming plan.
0: I wonder <laughs> if Steve they could have a series of people movers. Like the first one goes like two miles an sure. hour, and the next one at five, right. and then. As you, the right. more you, you step onto them, they increase in speed. Exactly. You pick your can, preference. You can ease into I mean, it.
3: There's a, we put a good 10 seconds of pre thought into sure. this so. <laughs> yeah.
2: so you should really be on the board. I that would makes like to plead planning.
3: I think Preston and I have. Listen, we're, this show is in the, in the Radio Hall of Fame. That, yeah. mm-hmm. If anyone good knows point. infrastructure, it's yeah, us. It's we you have guys. some clout now.
2: Costco is telling customers don't drink the Kool-Aid. Costco issued a recall notice for a flavor of Kool-Aid mix that it's may the contain Jim
3: Jones brand, small
2: right? pieces of metal or no, glass. It's Case, temple Kool-Aid. <laughs> Case, I feel like we should uh, blow a call into Burt Kreischer make sure he knows about know. this. Yes,
0: Seriously. I was thinking of to Burt, too. Oh
2: my He's God. a grown
0: man that drinks Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid like all the time. a
2: huge, like...
3: What, what is that container you drinks a day out of it. It's like an insane amount of it's Kool-Aid. It's something
0: that you should be putting
2: water in. Yes.
3: Oh, my God.
2: The recall applies to 82.5-ounce sizes of Tropical Punch flavor Kool-Aid mix. Uh, with the best-of-use dates of August 31st, 2023 to September 1st, 2023, the date can be found on the bottom of the container. I
3: always hated Kool-Aid.
2: Costco says customers who have this product should not use it. Consumers who purchased uh, the recalled batches of the Kool-Aid mix can return the products for a full refund, and anyone with questions... About about the recall can call Kraft Heinz, the company that makes Kool-Aid.
4: I wonder how much metal we drank as kids because you remember those Hawaiian punch cans True, or, yeah. that you would, oh, uh, yeah. you would just punch a hole you punch in it, like... Yeah. And then you, you have to punch a big hole on the one side and a small hole on the other side just so it would flow the out air. better. Yeah. yeah. To, to oh, yes. Different. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we used to get, that was like pineapple juice. For whatever reason, I just remember <sighs> us getting pineapple juice Yeah.
0: You know, that's the way beer cans used to be. Yes. Back uh, in the day. Yep. And people, if, if you ever saw the movie MASH, Steve, <laughs> they yes. had they had uh, uh, can openers hanging around there they'd wear them as necklaces. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they'd open up their beers, yeah. All right,
2: speaking of back in the day, we were having this discussion. I was in a group, um, there was a group of people, we were having a, a conversation. Conversation about milk being delivered to your door. Some yes. of the people in the group remembered it; others people didn't. I didn't remember that. We never had it delivered to the door. Yeah. Why did you guys have it?
5: Yeah, we did. when okay. I was a kid, for, for yes. many I years. Did too, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Wow.
2: Could you not get it in the grocery store? You could. No,
3: you could. It was like, so let's put it in perspective. We would get potato chips delivered to the house from from Charles Chips. The the milk and the chips. But it it was just an extra added convenience. And if you guys remember, that's when we were drinking whole milk, Preston. It'd be a layer of cream
0: at the top of the milk. Kathy, at, at that time, I think there were probably people people were drinking milk more than they do now. Much That's just more. a guess. I mean, no, like, you're right. So, it, it was inconvenient to go to the store regularly to get it. Just for milk. It was just one of those things, yeah. like, we're going to need this, like, two, three times a week. So, yeah. okay. you know what I mean? So, we, I had two so younger brothers. Service.
6: There were three boys in the house, and so we had Rosenberger's dairy deliver it. In the Rosenburgers. Rose, Rosenberger's. Rosenberger's yeah. did it for a long time. Uh, glass bottles. Yeah, on, on warm days, you had to make sure you got outside and got I it got back it. in <laughs> in time. They oh. would also deliver uh, chocolate milk from time to time. which Rosenberger's was a nice chocolate milk. Bonus. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, eggs occasionally, uh, and every
4: now and then uh, orange juice if we wanted it. See, that's and- why Swiss Farms was great for us because we just had the drive-through, and my mom she would go in two two Swiss twos. That's what she would always say, two Swiss twos because you would bring back whatever jug you had, and so you, it was like a, an exchange program.
2: But Steve, why the chips? What was chips, that?
4: chips? Was yeah. a big can of chips. It- I don't know why
3: you could get them in, you the, could store, get them in the store, but it was yeah. a convenience, yeah. and so I, I guess I love that, chips. Oh my god, They're I love really chips!
2: Was that like the... it was kind of like a muted yellow and brown? Yes. brown. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. yeah, it yeah. And
3: you, you could save the containers and yep. for all sorts of things. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: I remember these. We did get these, but I don't. Uh, we never had them delivered to our door, and I. So I was when we were talking to these women, <laughs> and they were saying, "Yeah, and the potato chips." And I was like, "Wait, we what? also had <laughs>
3: Kathy. We had soda delivered from Mission Cola." And so they'd bring, um, you know, grape and cream, and they'd bring like a like an assortment of different flavors. Yeah. And there'd be two cases of of soda with the milk, with the Charles chips, with the whole thing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh,
2: so consumers that have this Kool Aid, you can return it to Costco. Uh, you can call the company for more information. It's not immediately immediately clear if the this uh, particular batch was sold at other retailers as well. So it's just Costco uh, who's saying that you should return it. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs>
1: yummy! What's
7: yummy? <coughs> ooh, ooh. Oh. Oh. <coughs> what
2: the f is that? In Monday Night Football, the 49ers beat the L.A. Rams, winning 31-10 to in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo threw two touchdown passes. Jimmy Ward returned one of his two first-quarter interceptions for a score, and the 49ers easily beat the Rams for their first home win in more than a year. The Sixers, who have lost four straighter on the road tonight with a game in Utah against the Jazz. Five Sixers have been ruled out of the game. Danny Green because of left hamstring tightness. Joel Embiid and Matisse Thybulle due to COVID-19 protocols. Ben Simmons for personal reasons. And Grant Riller because left left knee injury recovery. Tip-off in Salt Lake City is set for 10 o'clock. And the Flyers return to home ice tonight to play the Calgary Flames. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock, and the game is going to be broadcast right here on WMMR. And that's what I have for you this
0: morning. Thank you, Kathy. going to address a couple of texts coming in. Some people are saying it's Charlie's chips, not Charles' chips. No, that's incorrect. We're yeah. definitely talking about Charles' chips. I'm looking at pictures of them right now in that uh brown and yellowish tin and it's spelled C H A R L E S Charles. Maybe the never there, there were commercials that were run. Bring me the chips. Charles chips. chips. Charles. There we go like that. So there you go. Uh yeah, yeah. and uh, uh <laughs> Yeah. That was it was a fun time. Yeah. It's kinda of weird. Deliveries. You know? yeah. I dig it. I mean well and now Uh, You know, with with, uh, COVID, uh, the the deliveries returned. That's right. So now that you you can get all kinds of delivery services. You can get thermoses full of mixed cocktails, curbs. (laughs) uh, That's true.
2: (laughs) That's way better (laughs) than milk and chips.
0: (laughs) That's a nice thing. Now don't drink this while you're driving. All right, well, we welcome you to Tuesday morning, friend. We have a few things that are going on today. Uh, We're going to talk to uh, Philadelphia Eagle Rodney McLeod this morning. Uh, He has uh, an event coming up. It is called the Change Our Future Uh, Art & Soul Sneaker Ball Toy Drive. Wow. Uh, It's in December. It's coming up on the 8th and uh, it's going to be at the Arts Ballroom uh, in Philly. So we'll talk to him about that event later on this morning. Um, We also have, if you didn't know, our Word of the Week prize $500 from Ashley Home Store. We'll have a chance to get closer to winning that with the Letter of the Day Word of the Week. And we have a Tattoos Day today. We have your chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And all you have to do is text the word TATTOO Uh, And then you're done, and we'll take care of the rest. We'll grab a random uh, texter and give away that by the end of the program. Uh, And our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing are located on South Street, 1729, to be specific. You can check out their artwork at uh, floatingworldtattoos.com or uh, on Instagram. Just do a search on Floating World Tattoos, and you'll be able to find them. So we have these things and more taking place through the course of the morning. Let's take a break. We got uh, daylight starting to... Arrive, and that's a wonderful thing. We're gonna have a sunny day today, so we'll be back in a moment with a stupid question in the entertainment report to run down. Stay put.
1: Back in a second. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand.
8: Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty
1: to get it. (laughs) Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Uh, I'm going to ask this stupid question. This is a really interesting one. I've never heard of this before. What is the word for a group of stars that is not a constellation, yet forms an image? Huh. I've never heard about that. I was thought that any image formed in the sky was considered a constellation. considered good manners. There is a really good example of one uh, that I... Thought was a constellation, but apparently oh. is what's called this particular word. What is that word for a group of stars? It's huh. not, not a constellation, yet forms an image. Two one five two six three 263 wmmr The correct answer gets a 150 FOGO to show gift card. So call now. We'll go through birthdays while we're waiting for that answer. Tuesday, November 16th, we will begin with... Oxana Bayou. <laughs> we have always sung her name to the theme of Found Out About You from the Gym Blossom. This should be her theme song. This should
4: be what you hear when you press her doorbell, yeah. when her phone rings. Yep. I, I can't believe I have a favorite memory of Oxana Bayou, but <laughs> yeah. it's the do. When she came to the camp out for hunger. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: She's a figure skater, by yeah. the way, in case you did not know that. Olympic gold medal winning uh, figure skater. And yeah, she had she had, had uh, a run-in where she had uh, had some outfits Call issues and I we were talking about the. Uh we were just interviewing her, and she brought it up, and then I said something about it. She said she didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, "You brought you it up. <laughs> you! <laughs> yeah. you." were told not to talk about it, and you brought it up. So here you go. And I'm stretching until we get to the. Ne- we're never gonna be no, gonna be we're going never. No? Uh, to. No, we To to the uh, chorus of that song, but it's Oksana by She is 44 today. Uh, Lisa Bonet, The Cosby Show.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, you just turned into gibberish at Absolutely. this point. Absolutely. Um, the uh, she was a different world as well. Uh, and you should never come into my trailer. Who is Lisa Bonet with now? Uh, Jason Momoa, Momoa, Momoa that's yeah. it. Yes, and, and they're, they're happily married. Famous boyfriends, and now, uh, Lenny yeah. Kravitz. yep, her and yes. uh, Jason Momoa are and,
3: married. And Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz are buddies. Isn't that's, that kind of wild? That's kind of cool. Good, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lisa Bonet is 54 years old today. Uh, and by the way, um, in the movie Dune, yes. Uh, so Jason Momoa is in that, you really get an idea of how big he is oh, yeah. because he is next to um Timothy uh, Chalamet. Ro- oh, Ro- oh, Ro- oh, yeah. Uh, so he's Josh. next to, to, to Josh Brolin. Yeah who seems like a big, imposing dude, too. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Jason Momoa is much <laughs> larger than him. And you're like, whoa, okay.
3: He's I, a big dude. I told you that it blew my mind. It was on uh, Pluto, which is that streaming service. It gives you live, you know, TV channels. And they were showing a show called Baywatch Hawaii. Young Jason Momoa. Like, I, I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, I know this guy, but... Who is this? And it was Jason
0: Momoa, but all completely clean cut. And it was like, wow. He's uh, 54, or Lisa Bonet is 54 today. Uh, Marg Hellenberger, who was on CSI that first uh, series. Always liked her. She's also in the first to species movies? Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Is she um,
4: back? Because they brought that back. The, whole the, back? the, the yeah. CSI.
0: I, I believe she is, Case, but okay. I couldn't tell you definitively, but I thought that was the case. Uh, she turns 63 today. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, is celebrating her 40th birthday t- I know. I know. <laughs> Dark night. Um.
3: You want to know why people keep saying you're beautiful? Because it's in the script. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Otherwise, no one would say
0: that. Uh Yeah, cute, yes. But no, she's pretty, you know, but they, you know. they
3: they made her as if she was a stunner. jaw-dropping stunner. And they're like, right. no. <laughs>
0: uh, She's great in crazy art, too. Yeah. She's great a, actress. She's a really solid yeah. actress. She's 44 today. Uh, Martha Plimpton. Uh-huh, Goonies. Uh, always yeah. liked her, yeah, from uh, Goonies, that is correct. And Parenthood. I remember basically. she was also part of, I think it was a controversial
3: series of... A gap or jeans commercials or oh, you remember those? Oh, huh, yeah, it was her? Like,
0: yeah. Uh, it was a bunch of other tweens, I guess, at the time. Okay, uh, she's fifty one today. Uh, jazz musician Diana Krall, uh wife of Elvis Costello, very talented, very talented. She is not only she has a beautiful voice; she is a very talented uh, piano player. I mean, like, so much so that all the jazz people go, "Yeah, she's the real deal, and she's gorgeous too." She's uh, fifty-seven, she's gorgeous, she's like Mrs. Hot. Yeah, There's
3: Elvis Costello
0: and his wife. Look at that, uh, Dwight Gooden, the uh, <laughs> baseball pitcher, and uh, Nick, uh,
3: the the
6: actual the foundation of your huge baseball card. Nineteen eighty four, yeah. tops traded Dwight Gooden rookie <laughs> card, which I bought at Classic Collectibles for thirty dollars, and then paid eight dollars at. Uh, the George Washington Motor Lodge to have Dwight Gooden sign. I wonder what it's worth today because it's not worth $38. I tell you what, I I, you
3: it is. I, you I'd think? like to get him on the
6: show, though. Oh, man, he, he is. Uh, he, he, there, there's this great book that I read about baseball cards last year, Steve, and uh, Dwight Gooden's current agent is his son. And uh, to get to Dwight, first of all, you got to pay. Oh. Uh, second of all, uh, it, even if you do pay, there's, you're not necessarily going to get the interview. Uh, Dwight has had uh, a checkered uh, past, to, to say the least. He's ups and downs. He really could have been one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He was so talented when he came into the league. And um, and then Crazy. drugs and a whole lot of other things got in the way. And wow. Daryl Strawberry. You know, was, yeah, you know, those, mean, those two were of a kind. Linked. Yeah. Uh,
0: so he's 57 today. And the last birthday is uh, Pete Davidson. Hmm. Uh, Pete Davidson turns 29 today?
4: Banging yes, Kim Kardashian from what we or hear. 28. I'm yeah. sorry, he's 28 years old. Heavily featured in, in the last last couple, couple of, SNLs, of SNLs, Preston.
0: The Pete Davidson
3: factor has skipped up markedly. Mm. Like, he's in a lot of skits.
0: Is it because of his high-profile nature? It might be, and yeah. And they, they feel that, uh, look, America wants to see
3: this guy? Because when it comes to, like, playing characters... He's not that good. No, he's not an impressionist at all. And uh, but you know he's he's
0: he's likable. Was he? uh, No. Listen, you guys know I'm I'm one of the. uh few people that doesn't watch Saturday Night Right. right. but is he, um, did he come from the stand-up world? Stand-up. Because they usually take, they either take sketch people right. or stand-up people, and you can tell the difference. Yes, if, you can. You're of, exactly right. Yeah. Who does what. Okay.
3: So, so he was stand-up, and, and his, his first entree onto the show, he'd appear during Weekend Update, doing kind of like the young people's assessment of the news, mm-hmm. and so they started to incorporate it. They had him playing Andrew Cuomo and a few other people. Uh, they had him playing Joe Rogan in, in Saturday's episode. Uh,
0: uh, it's okay okay yeah. uh well he has a birthday today so happy birthday to you mr davidson all right let's see if we can get an answer to the super question what is the word for a group of stars that is not a constellation uh yet forms an image and i will go to uh steve hi steve good morning hi good morning all right steve what is it called when it's a group of stars that is not a constellation yet forms an image Asterism. Asterism, yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, neither had I. Hang on, Steve. You just got yourself a $150 Fogo to show gift card. When you order at Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experiences carved table side. You can get to Fogo to discover what's next. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. All right, Let's... quick
3: thing here. You mentioned there was a constellation or or a collection of stars that we would know. Oh,
0: uh, the Big Dipper. The Big Dipper is an asterism? I think it's part... Of Ursa Major, right? Um, but yeah. the, but just the Dipper part alone right. is not the whole constellation. So seven,
6: I, the seven brightest stars in the constellation Ursa Major, and another example of an asterism is the Southern Cross within the constellation of Crux. Okay, there you go. What about so you Little go?
4: Dipper is that? That's got
0: to be the same, the same thing, right? Ursa Minor, right? Ursa yeah, yeah. Right. Minor, okay. but gotta I don't be. know if that's the whole constellation or not. Ah, who knows. So, actress Kristen Stewart had some interesting things to say about her ex-boyfriend and co-star in the Twilight movies, Robert Pattinson. Mm. Mm -hmm. She claims that uh, after she was cast as Bella, she played a major role in the casting process when they chose Pattinson as Edward. And in her interview with The New Yorker, uh, she said, To cast Edward, Catherine Hardwick had actors come to my house in Los Angeles to read lines with and make out. (laughs) And it was so clear who worked. Uh, She went on uh, about how Pattinson uh, had a, quote, intellectual approach that was combined with an I don't give an F about this, but I'm going to make this sing. And I was like, uh, same. Same. <laughs> uh, goats, my goats. Finally, she stated, and whatever. A oh, doll. We were young and stupid, and not to say that uh, we made it so much better, but that's what it needed, and that's what anybody playing those parts needed to feel. They did,
3: in that, in that movie series, they did valiantly... <laughs> attempt to sell it as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. So and and they're both solid actors. And yeah. of course, he is the Batman. Uh and it worked. You know, I yeah, mean yeah. it was
0: a it was a huge success, whether you like it or not.
3: If you want to see one of the most absurd, bizarre, and I'm sure of fans infuriating endings in a movie, in the in the final here's a spoiler alert. At the end of it you see a battle waged mm-hmm. where people, beloved characters are getting slaughtered and it turns out that's just a someone thinking i wonder how this will go like it, right. in other words it's it totally does not happen
0: and yeah. then the actual battle takes place oh okay uh yeah i don't care yeah, yeah. but it's nice yeah. to know yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah it's 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 an amazing thing to witness it was so not on my radar but it was Gigantic at the time. Huge. Know,
4: yeah. Is that how it was written, though, Steve? Or I don't know. Okay, yeah. I I I, I don't like. Yeah. Was the 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 thunderstorm baseball game written in the book? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, That's another one. Preston <laughs> vampires <laughs> so, playing. Um, they hit the ball and so it sounds, hard. Like, thunder
0: sounds strong, like thunder. like thunder, right? Jesus so they they could only play when it rained. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. All right, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda is not subscribing to cancel culture. Uh, the playwright and actor is not a fan of having to quote bend his art to meet criticism. I uh, recently faced backlash for the lack of Afro-Latinx representation in his film In the Heights. Which I watched, by the way, and is I think is really good. Yeah, uh, I've seen parts of it and yeah. I've enjoyed what I've seen. Uh, and while he's apologized for the film's shortcomings, he does not plan to fall victim to, quote, cancel culture. He told The New Yorker that while differing opinions are important... They are just that. They're opinions. Uh, Miranda also made it very clear that this fairly new concept that is meant to oust artists will not keep him from creating the art that he loves. He told the magazine, if you get yourself into a place of fear, then you're effed and it's over. Uh, The artist explained that he is receptive to criticism nonetheless. He said, certainly I've learned lessons from the reception of my work, good, bad, and indifferent. You try to take all of it and whatever sticks in your gut is what you bring out bring with you to your next project. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Um oh, a few months ago, Steve Burns from uh, Blue's Clues, yes, surprised everyone with a moving video about how he never forgot his viewers when he went away to college and reminded them how far they've come. The video was in celebration of Blue's Clues 25th anniversary and Millennials were definitely overjoyed to see their family uh, or old familiar pal. Um, as if the first tier joking, joking video wasn't enough to, to make uh, millennials fall over with excitement, there's more reason to celebrate because Steve has officially joined TikTok now. So far, he has over 2.2 million views on his first video, and the simple clip showing just shows Steve saying hi and explaining that he has no idea how to use TikTok, and that got 2.2 million views. And well, I'm sure, it's way he's past that
3: firmly. Now entrenched in the um, the memories of so many people that they, they, they find comfort in just
0: seeing him, yeah. you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. And he's, he's a, a very likable presence. Right. Uh, the has a way about him, uh, and that show obviously was a huge part of that. I think he
3: his personality took a shift when he left being a soldier of fortune mm, yeah, and, and yep. decided to do this.
0: Uh, users were quick to follow Steve and remind him that he's doing fine. One user commented, just pretend you're filming Blue's Clues for grown-ups. <laughs> uh, you seem to have figured it out. So he is now on TikTok. Uh, Joe Exat, Exotic's arch nemesis, Jeff Lowe, remember <laughs> him? Uh, he's part of the Tiger King's team now and is lending Joe a helping hand. How did that happen? Tiger King 2 is set to premiere Wednesday, November 17th. and uh, so That's tomorrow. And uh, According to Jeff and his wife, a lot has changed. GW Exotic Animal Park, which was originally operated out of Oklahoma, will be moved to a new location once Lowe gets all of the animals back from the feds. Uh, The Lowe's were evicted when the park was raided because of allegations that they were mistreating the animals and did not have the proper paperwork. According to TMZ, Lowe says that the federal investigation was based on lies spread by Carol Baskin. Lowe claims that the charges will soon be dropped. Jeff and Lauren Lowe plan to sue Baskin, PETA, and others that they say are responsible for the federal raid. And ironically, he's recruiting Joe Exotic's attorney to help him. Even though Jeff played a role in landing Joe in prison, they've apparently patched things up and Lowe is now trying to help Exotic get out of prison. Is he still Uh, sick? uh, Yeah, he he said that he is in a real bad way and most likely is not going to make it that's what ah, Joe Exotic wow, had, okay. had said himself but uh it's funny you know he says that uh, uh the investigation was based on lies and all that stuff man they have video of him uh-huh. and his whoever he was with at the time shoving these these tiger cubs into suitcases yes and and dragging them through hotel lobbies in limos up to a room yeah. so people could come and hang out with these tigers <laughs> It's insane. They're horribly mistreating these animals.
3: They, yeah. The record showed that a number of them died wow. and were shot. It's
0: reprehensible. Yeah,
2: it's a whole group going. You're not doing it right. No, you're not doing it right. right. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Even though there's substantial video uh, evidence. Yes. Right. And Carol Baskin. Any word on her husband?
4: Carol Baskin killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't <laughs> convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> what? Fed them to tigers. They snack it. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Carol basket, basket. I love that. Carol mace <laughs> One more time. On. Carol basket. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers. They snacking. What's happening? Is that Carol basket?
0: <laughs> basket. They snacking. <laughs> snacking. I don't know who that is. Oh, no, it's got to be Kanye, right? No, no, no. It's a funny TikTok oh, no, no, no.
2: I might like an update on these guys. Yeah,
3: you
1: know,
0: I wouldn't mind. You know, <laughs> All not, I want is two hours of the guy on the jet ski.
1: I just want oh, to see oh, that God. guy. God. That, that was, was the,
0: the best. Part. With <laughs> Eye of the Tiger playing. Uh-huh. That's all I need. It was
4: <laughs> excellent. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, some other things.
4: <laughs> and honestly, I don't think it dawned on any of us that it was Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, right. It's just... <laughs> Just musically, that, sonically, it all made sense. Guy ski. <laughs> <Fat guy skiing. laughs>
0: all right, anyhow. Okay. Uh, George Clooney is speaking out about gun safety on set following the uh, fatal shooting of uh, Helena Hutchins and the wounding of actor Joel Sousa, or director Joel Sousa, uh, during the production of the movie Rust. Uh, during a discussion with Mark Maron on his podcast, Clooney reflected on his time working on sets and the tragedies that happened to friends John Eric Hexum, who fatally shot himself in the 1980s in the set of CBS's cover-up with a pistol loaded with blanks, and Brandon Lee, who was accidentally shot and uh, killed on the set of The Crow by another actor who fired an improperly prepared revolver. Revolver, Apparently he, George Clooney and Brandon Lee were really good friends. I didn't know know that. that, No, not until I saw this, uh, which is really wild. And he has some very,
3: uh, we have a clip of him, Laying out the protocol and some very interesting things about onset
0: activity when you have guns on set. Is there anything about is is the clip about the 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 Brandon Lee thing? No. All right. Well, let me read this. Yeah. So he goes. Uh, that was a series of stupid things. My cousin Miguel was going to be his best man ah. next week at their wedding. Um, he said Brandon and I. Uh, Brandon and I played ball and hung out at the Hollywood Y three days a week. We were buddies, you know. And this was his big break. Uh, speaking further of Lee Clooney, uh, broke down the mistake that led to the fatal shooting. He said the first unit, low budget probably, I don't even remember the guy, if the guy was uh, even a union prop guy, uh, set it, sent it down to a second unit, a different group of shooting, and they wanted to use the same gun, so they sent the gun down there. Uh, it was the guy's girlfriend that was the prop assistant. They didn't have dummy bullets, so they made them by taking the gunpowder out and putting the bullet back in. She takes the bullets out of the cylinder And one of the shells, one of the bullets, he actually said, had lodged into the barrel of the gun. So the actual lead part, what they call the bullet part of the cartridge, lodged into the barrel of the gun. He said, um, after the gun was sent back to the first unit, no one checks the barrel. No one notices the six shells. One of them is missing the bullet and hands it to the first unit. Uh, They put a full load in it. The actor, which you never do with a full load, points it directly at Brandon and pulls the trigger. And it's like getting shot with a normal bullet and it killed him. Uh, and he said that because of what happened to Lee, he continues to abide uh, by safety protocols whenever given a prop gun. So I think that's what we have. Yes, here. what you do on the set. Here we go. You know, I've been on sets for 40 years, and every single time I'm handed a gun on a set, every time, they hand me a gun, I look at it, I open it, I show it to the person I'm pointing it to, we show it to the crew. Every yeah. single take, you hand it back to the armor when you're done, you do it again. And part of it is because of what happened to Brandon. Right. Everyone does. It. Everybody
3: knows. And maybe Alec did that. I Hopefully he did do that. Hmm. He also points out that that with a revolver, you would take it and you would, you know, pull the trigger six times into the ground mm-hmm. just as, as a part of a protocol, which is what apparently um, he, Alec Baldwin had because it was a Western. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, and Brandon Lee was so cool. You, did you see the movie he did years uh, before The Crow was with Dolph Lundgren, and he was sort of the sidekick? He just seemed like a really, almost like a, a like a, uh, just a great attitude. Almost like a Tom
0: Hanks-like mm. little guy. It was just really
3: no,
4: cool. I yeah. never saw
0: it. I never saw it. Here's that second clip with Clooney. You know,
4: insane. It's infuriating. And so it comes down to, I mean, every time I get yeah. yeah. handed a six gun, you point it at the ground and you fire six, you squeeze it six times, you know. Yeah, yeah. always. All of this. First of all, I've never heard the term cold gun. They said, oh, I mean, the they- first day said cold gun. I've never heard that term. Literally, that's, they're just talking about stuff
0: I've never heard of. Uh, he went on to say, uh, why, for the life of me, this low-budget film with producers who haven't produced anything wouldn't have hired for the armorer someone with experience? Uh, he said he called unverified reports of a staff on set using the prop guns for target practice insane and infuriating, if true. He said, we need to be better at making sure that the heads of our department are experienced and know what they are doing. If you take just the
3: amount of gunplay on from dusk till dawn, you remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, I mean they're, they're wielding guns throughout that
0: entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Red Notice has had a huge debut on Netflix. Uh, It was the most watched opening day for any original feature film. Uh, The movie, which also stars uh, Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot, of course, Ryan Reynolds, uh, was so successful that Reynolds tweeted out, wow, uh, Red Notice is Netflix's biggest ever opening day for a film. Congrats to this whole team. Can't wait for Red Notice. Taylor's version. So.
4: I, I watched Anybody else watch it? No. I, it's enjoyable. Okay. The thing is, Ryan Reynolds is so funny. Yeah. Like, all, like, you know what I mean? I just... I enjoyed, like, his... Um, quips. His, his quips, his wit, like, all of that. His and, quit? And, his quit. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like that kind of drives... The entire film. The
3: movie didn't get very good reviews, yeah. but but it also a lot of the critics that I saw said. But does that matter? You're uh. gonna. These are three of the most popular people
0: around. Do you guys see the Antiques Roadshow spoof? He we did. Yeah. We should have the audio. Yeah, of the
3: audio. It's yeah,
0: hilarious. Yeah. Is it the whole thing? No, no just, no. just a clip of it. Seconds. Yeah. Okay. So he's he sits down Antiques Roadshow. He brings in this item. He sets it out. There's a guy that's an appraiser there and starts to tell him about it. What can you tell me about this? Yes, it's an egg.
1: Right, and what
0: is the family history? Well, no, it's uh, this is not a, a family heirloom. No. Yeah, no, my family disowned me years ago. They don't like me. But this is a, this is more of an heirloom that um, that my good friend at the museum uh, lent me. He's what? not aware that he lent it to me. So it sounds a little complicated. It is a little complicated. So that's going to perhaps play into the value because of regulatory. Issues. Yes, there'll be a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it ends up being worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: w- What was this for?
3: This was so he he's playing basically his character in the movie. Though I have not seen the movie. So the, in the Red it, Notice,
0: right? Yeah, so yeah. this is a promo for Red Notice. It promo is promo for Red Notice. Yeah. yeah. I, so I never would have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. Because he oh. doesn't. I say know. It, I know. Yeah. In it, and I was like, oh. He's
3: just doing funny bits to be funny. And Casey, you can probably validate this, then that, that one of these eggs is actually
4: the thing that they're trying to retrieve, correct? Yeah, so the idea is that Cleopatra had three eggs. Yeah. Two of the eggs, they knew, like, uh, one was in a museum. The other one was held by, like, this private uh, arms dealer. Right. And then the third one, nobody in the world knows where it is, but Ryan Reynolds says he does. Okay. And so that's, you know, the they're whole just plot of, yeah. the, of the movie. Okay, got it. I was wondering what that was. I thought it was yeah. really funny, but I'm it was, like, yeah. was well, very
0: random. <laughs> what is this about? Yeah. Poking fun at, uh, at It presumes you've Antiques seen the movie. Shows, yeah, yeah. But, like, but it is an enjoyable
4: cool. movie. I mean,
0: okay. yeah. So. Okay. Uh Mayim Bialik will reunite with Blossom co-stars Joey Lawrence, Jenna Von Oye, and <laughs> Michael Stoyanov uh, in the season 2 premiere of Fox's Call Me Cat. Which will be airing on a special night, Sunday, January 9th, following uh, an NFL doubleheader. Subsequent episodes will air Thursdays, beginning January 13th. So, the Blossom reunion is teased in a provo- promo, which also reveals uh, the very meta premise at play. Lawrence, Lawrence, Von uh, Oy, and Stoyanov will appear as themselves upon their arrival at Cat's Cat Cafe. Cat introduces Oscar to quote the stars of my favorite TV show when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's her herself. Right. right. Okay. So so
3: Blossom is saying that her favorite show growing up was Blossom. Yeah. So ah. in, in
0: other words call me Cat which is who yeah. she is. Uh exists in a world where both Cat and Mindy Bialik uh, both exist. Uh so uh, the teaser also sees Cat try on Blossom's signature sunflower hat. Before uh, Bialik and her former castmates pose for a picture together. I was like Jenna Vanoi. Um, yeah. Six. six? Six. Yeah. I didn't... You know what? I didn't watch Blossom. I was aware of it. Uh,
4: it, it was a, uh, maybe like a half of a generation behind yeah, yeah. It, yeah, but for me, it, it was right in my wheelhouse. I, it was my regular Monday night viewing. Yeah, mm, Kathy, you were oh, a fan.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, remember I had your that life, Awesome yeah. dance when I was a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, it aired for five
3: seasons. By the way, the the new show, the Call Me Cat show, uh, not that good. Nah, she and I was very excited because she owns a she has a cat cafe and they're you know it's all part cats. of the deal and just yeah, cats. I like, like cats. He loves. Cats. I like
0: raisins. <laughs> Uh, All four Lethal Weapon movies were directed by Richard Donner, who died earlier this year. Uh, His death, along with the most recent installment of the series happening 23 years ago and Mel Gibson's history, uh, might be enough reasons to end the franchise, but not so, according to Mel Gibson. Mel confirmed... He is set to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Without him starring or just him just directing? I don't know. Gibson confirmed the news at a fan event in London, uh, which was an experience with Mel Gibson. (laughs) Even he's confused. Yeah. Which took place at uh, Intercontinental London, the O2, on Saturday. You
3: know what? I'd like to see if he's going to do it, Preston. Remove his character and come in as his character from Fat Man. Make him
0: (laughs) Santa and Danny Glover. Uh, Gibson told the audience, uh, the man who directed all the lethal uh, films, Richard Donner, uh, he was a big guy. Uh, He was developing the screenplay, and he got pretty far along with it, and he said to me one day, listen, kid, if I kick the bucket, you will do it. And I said, shut up. But he did indeed pass away. And that's kind of where he left it, Steve, so I don't know what that means. I assume it would mean that you know, uh, Mel's going to be in it. I'd like to see. All right, so if you're going to bring bring,
3: make him the one who's talking about. I'm too old for this. You know, the, yeah, 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 The, the beaten up. They. I mean, so they. So Rigs the, and Mert. The third may be one back. wasn't
6: wasn't really good at all. What was I the thought? fourth one? I don't even remember the fourth what, one. Which one was with the Jet Lee where they're cruising the, around? Outside that might be the fourth <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the fourth one? Yeah, I think so. Because
4: Chris Rock came in on the third one. Yeah, and because
3: yeah. and, um, and that, that's with uh, where they bring in Renee. Um,
6: no, Rene Russo was in. Rene Russo was in the third, right? Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Uh, um, what's his name? Joe Pesci was in two, and then he was in three as well. Two was pretty good. Uh, two, two actually is uh, solid. I like that one That's a lot. A, you, you just got caffeine. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Patty Kensett, is that her name? Uh, Can- Patsy Kensett. Ken's it? Yeah, she's gorgeous.
0: So She's gorgeous. Uh Gibson uh, apparently told the audience that uh, he will also appear in the John Wick prequel series, provided no other details, uh, but he provided no other details about Lethal Weapon 5, including whether Danny Glover or Joe Pesci would return in those roles or not. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm intrigued by that. Um, and then one other quick story. Um, let's go with this one. A Well, now we'll do this one. How about this? Um hey. I don't have to have enough time to go through them all. Ain't got time for that. Paramount Plus has released the first seizure trailer for the live-action Halo series. Uh, The show is expected to debut on the streamer in 2022. Pablo Schreiber stars as the iconic Master Chief from the long-running and beloved Xbox video game series. In the teaser, he suits up in his instantly recognizable armor. It looks really cool, by the way. I love it. And puts on his green helmet as the uh, AI Cortana greets him saying, Hello, Master Chief. Uh, Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 is a super soldier created as part of the Spartan 2 program as seen in the Halo game series and the live action series will follow an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant god did i love those initial
3: games yeah. uh, and, and i loved the campaign versions of the games preston yeah. they basically just became you know the the massive multiplayer Sort of deal. Is we, that you know, what
4: got you back in? What was the game that was Halo? Out of okay. When
3: I saw that on the Xbox, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. and uh, and I and I loved it, and I love the 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 storyline. And uh, by the way, speaking of uh, teasers and trailers, the Spider-Man trailer drops today.
0: Okay. Yeah. Another so we're looking one? forward to that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Natasha McElhone will play Dr. Catherine Halsey, the creator of the Spartan Soldiers. Jen Taylor reprise, will reprise her role. From the games as Cortana, uh, the most advanced AI in human history. A live-action adaptation of Halo has been in the works for years. Production had originally began on the nine-episode first season in late 2019 before it was forced to shut down due to the pandemic. It was announced that the show would move from Showtime to Paramount Plus in February of 2021. So that is coming out next. Yeah. All right, we're ready for Clips. (laughs) Uh, The NBC drama series La Brea, a sinkhole forms and opens up in the heart of Los Angeles, causing extreme damage and separating a family into two completely different worlds. And in this clip, star Veronica St. Clair describes what her character was like before the disaster.
9: Riley is this 19-year-old sophomore in college, and she before falling into the sinkhole is somebody who, like, is on the path to, like, really becoming this wonderful young woman. And when she falls into the sinkhole with her father, you know, everything just kind of gets ripped out from
1: underneath her. I don't
0: give a f- I'm assuming since this is called La Brea that this sinkhole opens up under the tar pits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: There was another
0: movie that focused on that. I think it was called Volcano or something yes, like that. Yes, and
3: it actually it starts The point a, a beginning of that volcano, which uh, lava flows all over Los Angeles, yeah. starts with the
6: La Brea tar pits. The tar pits yeah. are kind of cool. It's they just, are pretty are they cool. Yeah, it's a fun he, thing to I've visit. I've never it.
0: thought to go it's, there. It's a
6: pretty small museum, but there's this thing where you... you <laughs> know how like, the, the old tale is like a, a, a mammoth gets stuck in there and the mammoth can't get itself out, and that's how we have the... Uh, you know, the mummified mammoth or whatever. You can try, it, it, it replicates what it's like to, if you were a mammoth, to pull your leg out of the tar pit and then how difficult it is. Okay. You have to grab onto this handle and lift it up. I remember remember that vividly from visiting this damn museum. But it's, it was fun. It's a neat, right. little,
3: it, neat little spot in L.A. The cool part is that you're looking
0: at a piece of prehistoric history
6: yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: across the street from Ron Polillo's home. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the newest episode of La Brea will premiere 9 p.m. tonight on NBC. Here's the next book. Star Trek Discovery surrounds the USS Discovery crew as they dive into new civilizations and research an ancient incident. And in this clip, star uh, David Ahala shares how his... I wonder what clip we're going to get in here. Uh, David (laughs) Ahala shares how his character inspires him. Here we go.
7: I feel that he's very selfless, driven, kind, does amazing humanitarian things. And he doesn't do it for self, but he does it because he feels... It's incumbent upon him to play his part in the universe. I think Cleveland Book inspires me to
6: be courageous.
5: Hello. There it
6: is. <laughs> <laughs> the new- we'll do it together, David.
5: Yeah.
0: There it is. Uh I thought you were going to try and replicate yourself saying that. There's oh, no, no, no way. No, that's a one, once in a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. That yeah.
3: something shifted in his body. I don't <laughs> think you could replicate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it sounds like there is an effect processed into it. Listen.
5: Hello.
0: Yeah. Now, How do you do that? That's all natural. Hello. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. Remember the- I do. I do yeah. remember that our black listener party. Yeah, that was a good time. You got an answer correct, and you're, you're excited. Uh, the new season of Star Trek Discovery debuts on. Uh-
6: <laughs>
4: because poor kid. <laughs> <Right>?
6: <laughs> it was, like, completely isolated. Nobody else was making a damn noise. We no. had a room full of people. I know! There's, like, of... 20 people in this room. Served that one up. <laughs> hey, You, guys you can hear server. it like a bizarre, uh, like, a there's some sort there's of compression room. or yeah. something that's going on. Holla! I remember the looks I got immediately afterwards. <laughs> 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 the new season of Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> which
0: stars David Ahala. Holla! Debuts on Paramount Plus this Thursday. All right, and there you go. That's the entertainment report for this morning. All right, let's take ourselves a break. We'll come back in uh, just a moment, and uh, we'll we'll do forward momentum here. Yes. Drive into work. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
8: Fans have been able to see much of what goes on in video segments served up in the weekly rush and all those classic clips in the daily rush. And now you can see it happen live. Introducing the Preston and Steve Show's new YouTube live stream watch the show live from anywhere not just in the car and your company probably doesn't block youtube just saying like and subscribe to preston and steve's youtube channel and watch their new live stream sponsored by newman university come discover the new you and 93.3 wmmr everything that rocks
0: think bill will say anything about both me and kathy clearing our throat during that uh traffic report uh, did i clear my throat yeah, I didn't you did even... hit the mute button yeah <laughs> <laughs> the call button um okay so
2: Problem. yeah, yeah. You're, the the answer to that question is yes
0: <laughs> and you'll get in trouble for it i will. You get in get, trouble yeah. for you hacking up a lung
3: actually bill will go to press and go what's with kathy clearing her throat
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so th- I want to bring up this thing. This is not a connoisseur segment. This is a food-related uh, story, but it can't wait until Friday when we wow. normally do the, uh, the connoisseur. It's time-sensitive. I was so excited when I saw this. I had already seen it, but Marissa sent this over to me as well, because so I know she was excited about it. Um, so Reese's, peanut butter cups yeah. from the uh, Hershey uh, Corporation, of course. Want you to forget about every single pie that there is. Forget about apple pies, strawberry pies, cherry pies, any of that stuff. They want you to have a Reese's peanut butter cup that is the size of a pie. They have made a massive, limited number, massive nine-inch diameter peanut butter cup. And they are calling it the Reese's Thanksgiving Pie. Oh, my God. Look at this thing. We're looking at a picture of it.
2: I Listen, I will say, though, whenever they do this and they make these large, especially uh, the peanut butter cups, they, they don't taste the it's same. It's not the
0: same. I don't want to hear it. I just tried to order one of these. They're sold out. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I so was it's so tease. pissed off.
2: Because because they, ha- they point have though the giant peanut butter cup at uh, Hershey and if you get it it's not it's well, not this the, there's different contents to it
3: I think though I I would give my left nut as they say in the medical community <laughs> to, 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 to try this uh but I um uh yeah I mean it's a big tease with no payoff but to me um it does sort of lend itself to the pie concept mm-hmm. um but you know even if it I would almost take the, the peanut butter filling being muted a bit because I think that might be overkill. That much peanut butter filling. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, not I, me. The peanut butter is the star of the show. It me is the star. Yeah. Yep.
0: It might For me, it might be a little too much. Yeah. Described as the largest Reese's peanut butter cup ever for sale, the pie size cups are uh, still just a peanut butter cup through mm. and through, made uh, with just chocolate and the peanut butter filling, uh, <laughs> but they weigh 3.4 pounds. Wow. Uh, probably needless to say, Reese has said that's also the most chocolate and peanut butter they've ever packed into a cup before.
3: Well, if it's sold out already, there, there's the impetus to do another run eventually. Yes. Yeah, right? right?
4: Are yeah. you guys fans of the small, little, individually-wrapped, tinfoil-wrapped peanut yes. butter cups? I, yes. yes. I used, I used okay. to be. Absolutely. Okay. Except,
6: so, except uh, well, real quick, the, uh, they don't peel properly. There's too much... <laughs> it depends on it depends on how warm they are. All right. But okay. all the ones that I got for Halloween, there's, like, residue left on the tinfoil. And I, like fe- I feel like I'm getting, getting a little ripped bit jiffed yeah. on my... Yes, No, nope. thank you. Throw
4: them in the fridge. All yeah. right. Yeah. Throw them in the okay. fridge. You'll be good to go. Well, so okay. this is where yep. I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw something, and sometimes TikTok is good for something. Somebody took a whole bunch of those individually wrapped tinfoil uh, peanut butter cups, put them in the ice dispenser, and then... Uh, for the fridge oh, instead really of ice cubes coming out, <laughs> frozen peanut butter cups comes out. That's did, right. It did pretty jam brilliant. Up, it didn't jam up the ice cubes. <laughs> no, they're smaller than the ice cubes. Huh.
3: Wow! Uh, yeah, I'd be leery of it jamming up the system. But you you're might, saying you no. Get,
0: yeah. Well, they're not gonna they're not gonna melt or anything like that. Right. To right. That, but you're gonna get little chocolate pieces shaving. From there oh on no out. no no! It's in the tin. Like foil. skid marks. Oh, in the foil. It's in the foil. Oh, okay. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Just so you have mice cold when they come out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. And we can not cure cancer. What the hell's going on? Uh, so the pie cups are forty four ninety nine. They're forty five dollars. Okay. okay. Uh, and they were only being sold on the Hershey website, and only three thousand being sold, mm. they're sold out. Well, when, wait a second. When did they? When did they announce Yesterday. this? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Three thousand sold out. <laughs> oh yeah. Immediately.
2: And for forty dollars, a forty dollar pie.
0: I would have easily paid for that. I, I would have paid for that for three point four pound, three and a half pound Reese's peanut butter. Let me ask understand. you. Is there so
3: you take a, a, a high end bakery? Is there anything that would stop them from making a peanut
0: butter? Oh, no, 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 no. You can, you can make something yeah. like this. But it's not going to be exactly right. the classic, uh, you know, a Reese's, Reese's peanut butter yep. cup taste that you're expecting when you dive into it. See,
2: you guys give me a hard time about buying things with a name on it. Like, that's what I think of this. I And l- trust me, I love the, the peanut butter cups. It's like one of my favorite candy. But I just, you, like you said, Steve, you could get this made Anywhere and not pay $40 for a pie. Like, to me, I'm like, $40 for a pie? <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. For a nine-inch
3: pie. Yeah.
2: It's not going to taste the same. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think, that but I think that it will probably taste better. To me, this is not going to, any any experience I've had in the larger peanut butter cups, they don't taste great.
3: Okay. You know, it's funny because sometimes it is the container or at least the volume of something that you're you're eating or drinking that will determine the taste. Like, I like the uh, sweet tea. I don't know who, who does it. It's Southern style sweet tea. It has a blue label on it. So if you get it in the individual servings, that's the way I like it. If my wife gets the the larger, like, um, quart of it, it doesn't taste the same. It's like There's, Lipton iced I tea.
2: eat the, yeah. the, um, uh, the Cliff Bars, okay? Or I used to. I used to eat the Cliff Bars. Right. I would have, have one, um, and they come in smaller sizes, just like a bite size. It's obviously, like, half the amount sure. of calories. Yeah. So I got those. Didn't taste the same. There you go. It yeah. didn't taste the same What's as the What's going size. on,
4: Kathy? <laughs> right, Steve. But it's also, like, I like Lipton iced tea, but I won't get it out of a, uh, a soda fountain. It just doesn't taste right. Stop it. Stop funny. it with this.
0: Well, anyhow, you can't get one of these. I was, I was really bummed out. You- I was literally placing my order, and it just says, sorry, these are sold out. You're an ultimate peanut butter tease. I know. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry about that. But, uh, you know, going back to the thing you mentioned about uh, putting them in the in the ice dispenser. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the plight of our coworker or oh. not.
6: <laughs> what happened? Nick McElwain has no refrigerator. It's, oh. It's been over a week now and uh it's uh, frustrating. This is a first world problem except that when it like goes longer than a week it's uh it's anybody's problem. It, and you don't I I didn't realize uh, how how essential a fridge is in the uh, in the kitchen? And no, you don't have to take it college. for granted again, will you? No, yeah. I have a chest freezer in the basement, and so no college fridge. Uh, no, but that, guess what's being purchased right now is that we we had our basement redone last year, so we're gonna have uh we're gonna put a, a smaller fridge in the basement, and we were gonna do that anyway. But um, yeah, like <laughs> I've I've literally been storing stuff outside over the last few days, just Seriously. just to keep it cool. You yeah, can. yeah. I, I bought uh, I bought milk yesterday, you know, just for. Uh, Things you would put milk on, and and I kept. Uh, I've been keeping the milk outside. So yeah, it's it's just it's just really annoying. And um, but uh, part of the problem right now is supply chain stuff. So I need to have the either com- the compressor fixed or uh, b- buy a brand new fridge. And it- my, I I've described this before, but the cabinet in which my fridge sits in the fridge, I'm sorry, in the kitchen is really um, specific, tight and tight and up against the wall. So the fridge that I buy has to be that exact oh, yeah. that exact <laughs> same size uh, in order to. Make it in our first so, in the, in our so the doors will be open, be able to open properly. Well, literally, to get it in, just unless it in. yeah, okay. th- unless we remove the cabinetry entirely, which wouldn't make sense because it goes against other cabinets. What's mm. the uh, the ratio, the width and, and height? uh, 32 inches uh, deep, uh, 35 wide, or maybe vice versa, and then uh, almost uh, six feet tall, but like right just under six feet tall. If we went any taller than that, it wouldn't fit in. You're screwed. Uh, so, I, I've been doing shopping over the last few days, Steve. And, and no uh, luck. Well, some luck here and there. Nibbles, right? Um, but right Nibbles n- is the guy who's looking out for you. Nibbles <laughs> is a gangster that I know and he hey, uh, I'll get you. <laughs> He uh he fell one uh, one fell off the back of a truck. Um no, it's it's been uh it's been a frustrating process because the exact one that we want uh it was probably going to take 6 weeks to deliver. So, uh refrigerators oh. and all um major appliances were a little difficult to get.
3: About eight months, a year ago, because a lot of people were saying, "Okay, I'm home all the time. Let me start doing the home improvement things I've been wanting to do." Right. So it was harder to get all that stuff. Add on this whole deal, um, uh, you know. Um, I got a great guy. Have, th- you, have you have
6: you gone and and and, and uh,
3: you know checked okay. out floor models for purchase?
6: Yeah, um, and and so this guy named Tom has been helping to try to fix it, and so Tom is going to bring over a compressor tomorrow. So I think that's going to be a temporary fix. But it's one of those things <laughs> where you're like. Can you fix it? Yeah, I think that I can. In the meantime, do I buy one and just stave off the fixing process? Yep. What do because I do, Nibbles? You need, you, need yeah. you need a fridge. Yeah. Let me
0: ask you a question. Have you since learned <laughs> things maybe that you kept in your refrigerator that you don't necessarily have to refrigerate. Yes. Eggs. Okay. Eggs, all right. for
6: example. And we've talked about butter this on the show. Too. Butter, you don't chicken. need in there. Uh, chicken. Any raw meat. Oh, God. Uh, no, but, <laughs> Raw meat, absolutely. Bread products. Um, but Milk. But all, all the fruit, that's gone. Uh, the creamer that I poured into my coffee on uh, Sunday morning, that was a mistake. So, like, you just, you, you're like, all right. And, and it's, it sucks, because, you, you know, I, I went to go get a, a strawberry on Saturday morning, and that was completely, all the all the fruit, mm. everything in the drawer was I uh, can't wait to moldy. have a strawberry that yes.
4: morning. Where are um, where are you looking? Breakfast, strawberry, and it's... It <laughs> are <you> guys- <laughs> where are you looking for fridges? Have you have you tried D&K yet?
6: <clears throat> big uh big uh, box stores, um Gearheart's in uh uh Ardmore I think is where that mm-hmm. is and um yeah, I mean anywhere and everywhere. And so there are supply chain issues on our, all large appliances and replacement parts for set appliances well, everywhere. You're also dealing with this with a very specific size. Right.
3: And yes. I assume there are standard sizes to refrigerators when I was doing my little search there was there
6: is. So, um yeah, it might take a while.
4: Yeah, what color, by the way, does it I like have- the
6: stainless steel because it yeah. matches the other ones. But, yeah, I mean, here's a text that came in. It said six months to get a a, a, fidge, a fridge fixed through Sears. So it gets, it's not just the whole fridges. It's the parts that go in them. As well. I'm going Bastards. to uh, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Good morning.
0: Good morning. What's up, Lynn? Uh,
10: so I was without a fridge for about nine weeks. That was about... Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it was before COVID time.
5: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, and it was a compressor that went. It was under warranty. But it just took so long to get the service people from the LG Corporation to come out and fix it. And tell you what, nine weeks without a fridge.
0: Yeah, that's got to be... That's, that's got to be a switch in your daily life.
10: It definitely was. Thankfully, yeah. I had a fridge in the basement. Okay. But... Yeah. You don't realize how much you use your refrigerator. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. LG's oh, slogan man. is, life is good. That's it's not right. good when your food is rotting after nine weeks. That's right. I don't even know what yeah. the compressor does. It, does. it compresses.
6: It compresses apparently <laughs>
0: some stuff that you uh, need. It, I think it's the cooling. Basically, they're the heart of the cooling unit, right? Yeah, sure. from, from what I understand. It because we, we have a fridge in our garage, and in the wintertime, the compressor doesn't work properly. <laughs> and when you think everything is going to stay nice and cold, it actually gets warm in your refrigerator when it's too cold outside. <laughs> Did
6: you buy that specifically <laughs> as a garage fridge? I've looked for specific outdoor
0: refrigerators, right. and I can't Find <laughs> Would, one. Wouldn't, like, that's a standard thing, a, a,
6: a, garage, a garage refrigerator. We, we don't well, have one. We yeah. had to, in, in my old house, we had a fridge, we had a kitchen redone, and we took the old fridge and just put it in the garage. It became the garage fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got a new fridge for the new kitchen. So I don't know if people buy actual fridges for the garage. They
3: are made for the garage. Right. We have a garage. Toilet, which okay. I love. Oh, yeah. wow. You yeah. have a basement yeah. toilet. Yeah. Too. I'll just go right. out so, it's sits right there where the car would go. Uh, well,
2: there are refrigerators that go like people do out on their patios if they do like a kitchen yes, out there yeah. and stuff like that. Is and they that, have to
3: be all weather, right? Well, what I'm
2: saying is that specifically an outdoor fridge.
3: Um. <laughs> it would have to be resilient. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. You can't
4: have we a fridge Let outdoors. us talk out of our asses somewhere. Once the, once the temperature gets too low, Kath, and the fridge almost becomes non-existent. Yeah, like, yeah but they so still exist have, have, out there. Like my ice cream yeah. melts in the wintertime. It's yeah, weird. It's bizarre. What do you need
0: me for? It's already cold.
2: So, oh, you less, mean the way, the way the fridge is actually working yes. during... Right, uh, during, uh, during right. the, well,
0: the equipment,
3: okay. the, the compressor and all that other stuff has to be resilient oh, to... Yeah. Mm-hmm to the
4: uh, the cold weather because the inside the refrigerator is cold, but everything running yeah. in on the outside got is... Got it, got yeah. it. So our, uh, we had a closed washer last year. We waited for four months, for, four that months. To, four months to, for that to be delivered. So what you can maybe do in the meantime, Nick, is I had mentioned college fridge, but if you wanted to, let's say, have a, a refrigerator for beverages only, go buy something like that and just have that be your... Oh, I'm refrigerator yeah. for the stuff for the time being. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You could
3: get like you can find some really cheap ass fridges, uh, refrigerators that have got no- virtually nothing going on. Mm-hmm. But for that purpose of like a garage refrigerator, mm-hmm. that'll get it
6: done. Nick, did you guys start eating your way through everything before you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of takeout. Yeah. Um, Steve offered up some Freshly meals. So I'm gonna no, I got I, them I in meant, my trunk. Okay, no, good. <laughs> I it, meant
0: as your fridge, as you realize yes. it was going bad, let's eat all this stuff rather he, than throw it this away. This baking
6: <laughs> soda tastes great. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> try to do eat. it in order in which it's going to spoil. Too yeah. You're like, I think this one will last a day or two longer. Yeah. It's it's a, it's it's a, just process. a great catcher packet. Oh my god. <laughs> when I when I dumped the creamer into the coffee on Saturday morning and it like came out in clumps, I was like, This is oh, just
5: no. oh, nasty. nasty.
6: Sad. Wow. father. Sad. It came alive you still
0: keep uh um uh baking soda yeah in the, in the back to kill the yeah I don't know why but I, we do we yeah. just because you've always done it yeah, yeah we it's do a standard
2: it. practice I yeah no I don't I don't do that but I mean I see it all the, the time
0: the, the, the idea is that the baking soda will absorb
3: a refrigerator mm-hmm. smells and then, and then when you get you clear out your refrigerator, you I I eat it with a spoon because <laughs> yeah, it's it's then like a, a collection of everything I ever had in the fridge. Yeah, does this
0: stop working after say seven or eight years? <laughs> that's a year pretty eight much how long
3: a you can actually take it out
6: and
0: brush your
3: teeth
6: with it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, we moved into the house almost four years ago. There is stuff in the fridge from four years ago. Yeah, so then we moved in, and we're like, why? And, and so as we were cleaning it out, you know, because it's just not working, like why bother keeping anything in there? I'm finding the stuff that I put in there four years ago. I'm like, why have I held on to it for yeah. this long?
0: Hey, Hank has. Uh, suggestion uh for my garage fridge. Hey, Hank, good morning.
7: Good morning. Mm, welcome to Cleveland. I know funny.
0: What's happening, Hank?
7: Hey, so we had that same problem that you had, Preston, in uh the garage, it wouldn't work properly in the winter and there's a little kit uh Steve, it's on this place called uh Amazon. Never heard
4: of it. Uh, Amazon? No, so so it's a kit, is
3: it a kit to um adapt the refrigerator for outdoor conditions?
7: basically it, it, I think it goes next to the thermostat I saw it in about four minutes I mean Rochelle could probably do it yeah she would have to <laughs> um, do
0: you have do you have any idea what I should search on uh, Amazon
7: uh no I don't I, I don't remember rusty Latin women
0: <laughs> uh all right so it's it's a kit on uh, on Amazon all right I'll, I think I'll...
7: it kind of it kind of like tricks the thermostat into thinking that it's warmer than it is, so yeah. it keeps the compressor running inside. So okay. I, I think that's what it is. I mean, uh, yeah,
3: that would make sense, because that's the whole issue. But uh, how long ago did you uh, install that?
7: Uh, probably about three years ago now, and it works all it works all winter long for us now. We keep soda and stuff out there before it was freezing. Excellent. When it would get below zero, the soda would freeze in the refrigerator, and now you'd have a big mess, but mm-hmm. now it keeps, it keeps it at the right temperature. Yeah, I think that that's so. second refrigerator cool.
3: is Thanks, a good man. idea. I've not I've not explored that, but then again, it's just... It's just Claire and myself in the house. Yeah, yeah. The the cats
0: drink beer, but they're you know they're tiny cans. There's five of us, so we need we we need some extra. Yeah, yeah.
3: So so. Connor found this information, Preston, about the replacing of the baking soda boxes. Every three months. Oh, stop (laughs) it! Uh, We've probably had our baking soda in the refrigerator for about four years. (laughs) Yeah. This is an
0: article published by Armin Hammer Weekly.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. no no no
0: financial incentive. Uh, hang on a second, uh, Nick. This is a suggestion from uh, Mario. Mario, good morning. Hey, I got a couple of hangers right here for you, <laughs> pal. <couple of> <laughs> <laughs> there's you, right, Case? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well done. What's up, Mario? Hey. So here's the deal, Nick.
7: Yeah, you know, the compressor is like the heart of your fridge, right? Okay. So if it goes bad and you got your guy coming over to replace it, that's fantastic. In the meantime but you're still dealing with uh, you know, a replaced part on a however-many-year-old fridge.
6: Yeah, it's, it's only going to buy me some time. So, it, right. it, so at one point or another, I'm going to have to buy a new fridge. No problem.
7: True. So at this point, I would say look into it now considering how specific it is and how long the wait is. Okay. If your guy can fix it, perfect. If not, I would almost try getting on marketplace and buying a cheap fridge off at of air just to get you
6: through in the meantime. You Man. know what I mean? Okay. Not a bad idea. Good advice. Thank you. Yeah.
7: Right. Hey, velour pants
3: are life. Velour pants. Yeah. pants are the life. I was watching QVC. Nick, I was watching. Not to go off on a quick tangent here, but I was watching QVC last night, and they were touting velour and and all these different and, and all these different outfits. I'm like. If Nick's gonna make a fortune. Oh, wait, I on his saw Valorant I investment.
6: saw
2: one and I, I, I really wanted to buy it. Like I really mm-hmm. wanted to get it, but I think I wanna support your family members. so I'm like, All I right. didn't buy it, I'm like, I'll buy it from them. Well,
6: might have a surprise coming <laughs> for you guys. Did you by the way, did you officially invest? Uh no. No. I mean, well <laughs>
3: yes, but not really. Yes, you are you're really. just modeling, correct? I'm uh
6: I'm a uh Nick and, you're in of the boardroom or the bedroom. Yeah, Nick the, is ready <laughs> in his velour suit. I'm the uh, spokesperson for the Philadelphia branch of <laughs> He's
2: the influencer.
6: Bellamino. <laughs> He's the, he, that's like your
0: skims. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um hang on going back to the fridge thing real quick. Here's uh Tim with a comment. Hey Tim, good morning.
7: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, what's hey. up, bud? So uh, in my first house that I bought, I bought a, I used to work for GE, so I bought a brand-new, really, really nice GE fridge. When I moved to my second house, it already had a fridge, so it became my second garage fridge. Over the seven years I lived there, it eventually died. But when we moved, I, it was still a pretty good fridge, and I wanted to take it to the new house. So I moved a broken fridge to my new house. Uh, in the new house, my fridge died. I was out without a fridge for two months, Nick, so I know your your pain. It was terrible. Uh, and after they replaced my fridge, I had the repair guy. I said, hey, that's thirty extra a couple bucks to come take a look at my fridge that I have out in the garage? See what will take to fix that. He walks out, plugs it in. It turned on, has run nonstop. i had in the garage
6: the entire two months I was without. I mean, honestly, Tim, that sounds sort of like what we were going through, too. It started and stopped a few times, and so the, the ice maker stopped working, and it wasn't working properly, and then uh, we, we unplugged it and plugged it back mm-hmm. in, and for a day or a day and a half, it actually started working again. So Tom, the repair guy, comes out. When he's there, the, the compressor crapped out again. So it's just one of these things where, like, You just have to deal with it and either fix it or uh, fix it temporarily to buy the new one.
7: Just as a warning, I had four compressors compressors put in the fridge before they just replaced the whole fridge completely. Yeah, okay.
3: yeah, yeah. At, 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 a, at a certain yeah. point, you're 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 just fighting the inevitable. Yep. Thanks, uh, with Tim. those small college fridges that you call them, I had an apartment, one of them made second or third apartment, yeah. uh, where, I, you know, it was just me, it was a bachelor, so I had one of those small fridges. The thing with those fridges, though, is the second you open the door, yeah. every yes. bit of cold yeah. comes out of that thing, it's yeah. done. It's like, and then, you know, it, and then the second you close it, the thing kicks back on because now it has to, you know, completely chill up the uh, But they have better ones. That, that, do they?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to get, like, the straight up just college fridge. You yeah. can get one that, like I said, if you were to have just a beverage fridge. And, and people do that a lot, right? right. So, and if you were going to get one for, let's say, the basement you're not going to get a college fridge for down there. You want to get something that's a little bit better. So get, and they have those where you can go into your big box store and just walk out with it. Do you it. know
3: what the worst is? I don't say if you get like the, the well, I think it's the worst. The freezers that are the, you lift it you little from the top, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call that particular what, configuration. right? So it's a lid that you lift up. Yeah, a chest freezer. Yeah, but we try- have one of those. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you have anything in that that you want to find. Oh, it's lost. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. It's, the yeah. still
4: it's the worst. W- With your chest freezer, can you turn the temperature down well, so that it could just be a refrigerator?
6: Yeah, but we have we had to take the stuff that was in the freezer. That's where the body is. We, Man, took, we uh, took the shoot. stuff in the freezer and put that in the basement, too. And uh, there's a lot of ice cream in there right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm,
4: can't we, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> When we first bought our, our house, we redid the kitchen. We, we tore the kitchen out. So our kitchen for a couple of months was... A coffee maker, <laughs> a college fridge, and a microwave. With and, and three was, kids? He, oh no, we we had zero children oh, at this oh, point. So. Okay,
0: uh, One last call, because I have not heard of this. I'm going to go to Steve real quick. Hi. Steve, you're on the air. Good morning.
7: Hey, good morning, guys.
0: Hey, hey what's up, my man? Hey, uh,
7: Scratch and Dent. Like, Sears Scratch and Dent, I don't know if they're still around, but you can get a fridge. It's got a couple of blemishes to it, but it's like brand
0: new. So there's a place called Scratch and Dent?
3: Yeah, scratch.
0: I thought and that's dent. the comic on the Simpsons. No, that's itchy and scratch. Oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But wait a minute, did you say Sears scratch and dent? Like Sears has a scratch and dent?
7: I know Home Depot's got a scratch and dent. Oh, oh.
0: okay. So so you, I, I thought the name of the place was scratch so and dent. So did I. Yeah. Cuz like, I've no, never no, heard of that no. before. So so you check, yeah. I, I told Nick, yeah, I check floor models and stuff like that. Nick, <laughs> There's quick, actually an official you can get all of
6: Wait, he's looking. There, there might an official, be an official. There's an official scratch and dent sales at Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Uh, where everybody knows your name. How much for Norm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they going to
7: know your name.
6: All right, thanks, right. Steve. All right, Nip. appreciate it, man. Norm has a head scar. Can you take something off? Yeah. I've the bought... only problem with floor models is that they have to be the exact right size for our kitchen, so right. that, that's why it's an issue.
3: I have yeah. done the floor model thing a couple of times throughout my life and had very good success with it. Uh... I didn't even again not to go off on a tangent, but I I just realized in in my Acme that there is a, a kind of an aisle with um you know things that I don't know maybe the the package is blemished or it's a little oh, it's oh not really? quite, yeah yeah and it's and it seems to be that's what it is I, I might be talking out of my ass but it seems Hold to be Nick. perfectly fine stuff that you know is just a little irregular
0: looking at uh, the the scratch scratching nut like here's a here's a MacBook uh it's list two thousand dollars but you can get it for five hundred. Wow. No, because it's
6: scratched. Uh, yeah, and this is through
0: Sears. Okay.
6: Huh. That's where America shops. Sears
0: is almost completely out of business, by the way. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's called scratch
3: and sniff? What is it? Uh, no,
0: no. It's scratch and dent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so.
6: Uh, interesting. I, mean, I yeah. Well, you're living without a fridge. Yeah. So hope, hopefully a temporary fix tomorrow, and then uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, like, actually, if you're going to live without
0: a fridge, like, this is the time of year to do it. Yes. You can actually mm. just set some stuff outside. Not on Thursday, though. It's going <laughs> right, to be yeah. freaking
6: 70 degree. Well, you're going to have to eat everything again. It's well, like your version
0: of a Bon Jovi song, living without a fridge. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, anyhow, thank you for sharing. Good luck,
6: Nick. Thank you, guys.
0: And we're going to take a break. We'll be back, and we do have the B-File when we return. Don't forget, a Tattoos Day, chance for you to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So text word tattoo to 39333. Back in a moment.
1: If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com.
0: Krista, she's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring—a bright white, high-quality round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under seven hundred dollars. Online at i or at the other corner of Eighth and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's i hate
1: now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, Desire. WMMR presents Desire. Preston and Steve's
0: Bizarre right by Jersey Mike's. This and every Saturday, while you watch the game at home, order through the Jersey Mike's app to get free delivery. That's every Saturday, Jersey Mike's, a sub above. We're going to start with this. A Michigan woman pleaded guilty Friday trying to hire someone to kill her husband last year through what turned out to be a fake murder-for-hire website called Rent-A-Hitman. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Wendy Lynn Wine.
6: That's not real.
0: Completed a service request well, this on the is site. That's just what I've been looking for. Service request on the site last year saying she wanted her ex-husband dead because he stole money from her. And she preferred, quote, not going to jail.
3: What various packages do you offer?
0: Uh, The (laughs) owner of the fake website immediately contacted state police who sent an undercover detective posing as a hitman to meet with her. This website has actually caught a few people, has it not? More than a dozen. Yeah. Wine met the detective, giving him relevant information about her ex's habits and paid him a $200 down payment for the hit and a promise to pay $5,000 in total. She will be sentenced in January and could face nine years in prison on charges of soliciting murder and using a computer to commit crime. And yes, a lot of people have been caught over the years (laughs) using rent a hitman. Making me rethink (laughs) Iwantahooker.com. A Southwest Airlines employee had to be taken to a hospital after airline officials said she was assaulted by a passenger during boarding on Saturday. The incident happened at Dallas Love Field Airport. According to the spokesperson, the passenger was verbally and physically assaulting an employee before a flight to LaGuardia Airport. The employee was transported to the hospital. Dallas police said the passenger, I identified as 32-year-old Ariel Jean Jackson, had gone to the back of the plane during boarding and had a verbal altercation with a flight attendant who asked her to leave the plane. Jackson went to the front of the plane, had another verbal altercation with the Southwest Airlines operations agent. Not playing nice. And hit that agent, a woman in the head with a fist. Jackson was taken into custody by law enforcement. She faces an aggravated assault charge, so it's yet another one to throw on the pile, but no word on what the whole confrontation started over. I
3: actually saw that they're training these flight attendants in basic self defense
0: moves. They should. Yeah. They absolutely should. Uh sometimes people make big confessions on Reddit recently. An anonymous man took to the site saying that he got listen to this, he got rid of his wife's aggressive cat while she was away visiting family. And replaced it with a friendlier cat that looked exactly the same. Oh, my Let's God. Just m- Meet the Parents. <laughs> he wrote in part she had an all black cat that was extremely aggressive. It scratched everyone, hissed at everyone, and didn't use its litter box no, half the time.
5: No, no, no.
0: My wife insisted that uh, she could get it to behave better. <laughs> One week, she went out of town to visit her family, and I was supposed to go to her apartment and feed it. He goes on to explain he found a lookalike cat at a local animal shelter that was more well-behaved, so he adopted it and then brought his wife's cat to another shelter a town over. He also wrote, it's been six years since then. We got married four years ago. We still have the swapped cat it answers to the original cat's name, and my wife knows nothing. She loves this cat and brags about how much better it behaved it is. Every time I see it, I feel like a total piece of crap, he wrote.
3: One, day that, one day that original cat's going to come back. <laughs> uh, Reddit users you got rid of me, didn't
0: you? commented on the post saying that he was wrong for doing this and yeah. that he should never tell anyone about the swap. One person even wrote, this dude would literally do something as big as replacing his spouse's pet. I can't imagine what other things he's definitely lied about or hidden. (laughs) Yeah. And another one wrote, I will not rest until these two are divorced. So (laughs) we'll see what ends up coming of that. A viral video has shown the moment a bear casually entered a 7-Eleven by Lake Tahoe and even tried out the hand sanitizer machine while it was in there. 7-Eleven nachos. Uh, I can't get that out of my head. uh, TikTok user Fanu uh, posted the clip yesterday gaining over 5 million views. As suggested by the video's caption, it was filmed near uh, Ski Resort, Palisades, Tahoe. In the video, the bear entered the 7-Eleven through the front door and held it open for the duration of its visit. The bear even managed to somewhat follow COVID protocol by accidentally triggering the hand sanitizer machine. Can't be too safe. Uh, which just missed its face, by the way. Uh, the bear appeared... You in the mood for a pizza ball? Uh, to begin
5: <laughs>
0: to lean over to the freezer but ultimately gave up. 7-Eleven's <laughs> official TikTok account even got in on the action. Writing in a comment on the video that he wants a blue raspberry. Ah, Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Off camera, a that woman watch. can can be heard screaming and shouting to, for the bear to get out. Later oh, videos no showed the no bear way. showed the bear turning to the trash outside after leaving the store. The employees again attempted to deter the bear by throwing objects at it. Dog. A bear, uh, as noted by many viewers, <laughs> the 7 Eleven bear had a visible yellow tag on its ear, leading to concerns that it could be an escapee or repeat offender. Hey, in, some, in some parks and locations, <laughs> rangers will tag the ears of bears that have approached or caused problems. So, it' like a pretty well disciplined bear. The case or not, all right, this is odd. Uh, illegal turtle selling can now be added to the list of odd things tourists can witness on the Las Vegas Strip. On Sunday, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Captain Dory Corrin shared a video of officers encountering a group of people standing on the strip selling what looks to be baby turtles. Later in the video, police discovered that the group was storing all the turtles in compact suitcases. That's why I have a licensed turtle purchaser. Uh, towards the end of the video, police have uh, had to rescue the turtles from the suitcase. It was unclear exactly what happened to the baby turtles and if the turtle sellers were fined or not. All right, and then one last story. A family is suing a Massachusetts funeral home saying their family member's casket broke open as it was being lowered into the ground and his body fell out. No. The family of Andrew Serrano filed a lawsuit against the Perez funeral home last Wednesday. The lawsuit said that during the funeral, one of the side straps on the city-owned casket lowering device broke, causing Mr. Serrano's casket to fall into the grave and break apart. The family listed nine counts in the lawsuit, including negligence. Oh, my God. And negligent and reckless infliction of emotional distress. Their lawsuit said that when the casket broke apart, Serrano's <clears> corpse, <throat> corpse fell out of the casket no. into the grave where it started, quote, oozing fluid. No. Jesus.
3: You know that show, I Think You Should Leave, Preston, where the guy put on the costume in the mall and they did a, a parody of a reality show where the guy, it was a prank show where the
0: guy would weaken these caskets. Oh, no. So that you get this happen. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit has said this was witnessed by horrified family members who became visibly distraught and hysterical. Some family members then leapt into the grave to help. It's just, hor- it's horrible. The body was eventually brought back to the funeral home and Serrano was buried a few days later. The family is seeking about $50,000 in damage.
3: Reminds me of that scene in Drag Me to Hell with the oh, gypsy. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> the body? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk pass. Past! past. Yes, pies. One of our favorites. Hang on. (laughs) Got a little intro to it. All right, so uh, the Man of Pie in the Sky event is taking place. Of course, with Thanksgiving rapidly approaching, it is time to talk about pie. And we want to welcome from Mana Laura Payne. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. How are you guys? We're, we're I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, uh, thinking about all this pie. And normally, normally, you come by with samples, but that's not the case this year, right? I know. I'm so sorry,
10: but yeah. there's samples in my background,
0: so this, this is me bringing pie. This yeah, year. yeah lick the, lick the <laughs> screen here. We've got her via Zoom. All right. So uh, the the pies for for those who aren't familiar uh, with Mana and the Pie Program, the Pie and the Spy Program, lay it on them. Uh, did I say it's Pie in the Spy? Yeah. <laughs> pie in the Sky program. <laughs> Lay it on us, uh, Laura. Let's hear about it.
10: Sure. So, MANA is an essential service here in Philadelphia. We prepare and deliver medically tailored meals to individuals and families who are immune compromised and impacted by serious illness. Um, pie in the Sky is our largest annual fundraiser. So, this year, we're baking, selling, and distributing over 11,000 pies. Mm. Um, so that's how you can help this Thanksgiving. Um the money raised from Pie in the Sky helps us with our Thanksgiving Day program, where we serve over 5,000 people a hot Thanksgiving meal, um, and then helps our programs year-round as well.
3: You know, the, the amazing thing is, uh, Manna, you guys just do such a wonderful thing because it's not like, okay, here's your food, we're out of here. People come by, they'll hang out with the people who are, you know, a lot of times. You know, or just, uh, longing for a conversation or a little bit of company. Uh, there's a lot more of, of a, uh, of a, of a human connection to it. And the fact that you've expanded to cover all sorts of things like, um, you know, whether it be uh, obviously AIDS and, and the HIV crisis was sort of the impetus. But as you said, anybody dealing with any sort of thing that that is, um, you know, a, a chronic condition, whether it be cancer or kidney disease, to know that they're going to have a warm meal, that they're going to be taken care of in this way by people who actually give a damn, means everything. So uh, commend you guys on what you do every year. It's just fantastic.
10: Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I think the pandemic has really exemplified why this service is important. Um, One of our clients said to us a few months ago that, you know, he's immune compromised from his illness and that even before COVID, going to the grocery store was risky being around that many people. But now
0: going to the grocery store is life-threatening. Right. Uh, well, this is – we we buy the pies every single year. Oh, you guys yeah. have made it so damn convenient. That's what I love about this. So, number one, the pie is fantastic. Yeah. Number two, you don't have to make it. And number three, it's really convenient and easy to pick up. Number four, you're doing a great service for these people that get this medically needed food. Um, so, uh, the flavors I'm reading here, Aberdeen apple. Is it, is it a different apple pie this year or has it always been the Aberdeen apple? I just haven't seen the word. It's Aberdeen.
10: always been the Aberdeen apple. Okay. Um, Aberdeen is actually one of our sponsors, okay. um, but it, that is a frequently asked question if that is a type of apple, um, that is a type of lovely human being, but not a type of apple. <laughs> named after that.
0: All right. What are, what are the other, uh, flavors this year? So we
10: have apple, pumpkin, berry, pecan, Sweet potato, and then our sky pie, which is a cheesecake with chocolate, caramel, and walnut. Mm-hmm. And we did have a Jersey blueberry gluten-free pie made with local blueberries and donated by Giordano's Garden Groceries. However, it has already sold out, um, and I would say probably before the end of the day today, both the mixed berry pie and the pecan pie will sell out as well. So, wow. rush Okay.
3: Let me tell you, the pie in the sky is, uh, so I'll, I get many pies, and uh, the, the the pickup uh, place is right around the corner for us here. Uh, and uh, the pie in the sky is always a massive hit and yep. very decadent, but worth
0: looking into. And you pick it up, uh, there, there is a pickup date specific, right, Laura?
10: Right. So you have until this Friday, November 19th, to order. But like I said, some of the pies are going to sell out before then. All of the pies are picked up on Tuesday, November 23rd, so that's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, um, between noon and 8 p.m., and there's 17 different locations you can pick up, um, both here in the city of Philadelphia and in the surrounding suburbs in southern New Jersey. Okay. okay.
0: It's so easy. It's such a great cause, uh, and it tastes fantastic. This is just a win-win all year round. I love it. It's what, part, what, it's it's part it, of the season. What, what, are the, what are the ballpark prices anyway, Laura, for a pie?
10: So most, most of the pies are thirty dollars. Okay. Um, a portion of that is tax deductible. Yep. The sky
3: pie is thirty five. Okay. And by the Excellent. way, these <laughs> these are the densest, heaviest pies. Oh, they weigh a ton. <laughs> I mean, they weigh a ton. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I will. As someone will... who
10: has moved eleven thousand of them, I can contend. They. <laughs> <know>. Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. So routinely, I'll get like four or five, you know, and, and and sort of share the love with that stuff. And they,
0: I mean, that is they're monster pies. Yeah. All right, you can go to manapies.org but the deadline is the 19th. It's on Friday, so make sure that you get on this right away and get your great pie ready to go and help these guys out because they're helping out one. They do such a wonderful job yes. helping people who need it. So, Laura, thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Next year, I'll see you with pie. Right. Okay. Okay. Pie in the sky. It's really good. Uh, Let's take a break and come back in a moment. A little bit later on, we're going to have Rodney McLeod on the show, so stay with us. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without
1: all our sponsors. Did they make it happen? We couldn't do it without them.
8: 93.3
1: WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hello,
10: Carol Thackeray for Thackeray Cream Rental, a
1: proud sponsor for Camp Out for Hunger. We're thrilled to be a part of its continued
10: success by donating our equipment to unload and load the heavy containers that serve as collection bins for the many generous donations. Giving back to the community is part of our foundation. Our company was started by my parents Walter and Anna Thackeray with one crane and a vision for honest work and fair dealings. Today our fleet consists of over 115 cranes and commercial equipment all available for rent with certified offers. We also offer project logistics and warehousing for all your construction needs. Preston and Steve's camp
1: out for hunger.
8: Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com.
1: This message brought to you by Dellautogroup.com, auto group.com where Jack really does sell them for less.
0: All right. Uh, thank you very much, Kat. So every once in a while, um, I'd stumble across a, um, variety of stories that have a common theme and, uh, bring them together. And, uh, Sometimes they have to do with space, and I oh. have found a series of space stories that I thought were bringing. And I thought the whole idea
3: behind this was great, because you wanted to allow Kathy time to do online shopping. <laughs> I did? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she
2: needs more time.
0: And that's If this you segment... listen closely in some segments, you can hear... click click click
2: That's email. <laughs> on her new laptop. Oh, that's email. That's, that's that's, if you hear 30, 40
3: clicks, that's what she needs to do now to open up one email. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, that, that's yeah. what you're hearing.
3: Uh, so anyhow,
0: um, I found some stories, and it's time to become the Space Cowboy, friends. Put on my helmet You should put on An actual space helmet But I couldn't Do the show I couldn't wear My headphones Unless I had a helmet That fit all the way Over the headphones Right you know, and more. then you'd be <laughs> yeah. a helmet that had built-in headphones. that would be even better. Diving belt. Thanks.
3: Did you Maybe. ever see First Men in the Moon or read First Men in the Moon? The HEL Wells story. They use diving helmets. No, on the moon. Yeah. And So that
0: would be hilarious. That's an option. <laughs> would it? it? Would be. Uh, no, but for the first time ever, we're actually going to have a correspondent what? on the. Uh, uh, yes, we never have a correspondent for this. The space cowboy Nick had uh, come across uh, this person who happens to be a science journalist. For space.com oh which is a great site yeah totally
6: and there's a um, lot of
0: space we were put in touch with her through a listener of the show
6: yeah a right? listener is friends with Amy and uh, and I chatted with Amy a couple of weeks ago she's fascinating and and a really cool person so I thought it might be a nice addition to the space cowboy okay well she's gonna kind of be like another member in the room because yeah. I'm
0: still gonna report on these stories yeah you guys jump in with your comments well, she's a space cowgirl then uh, this is our space cowgirl it's Amy Thompson <laughs> Yeah, uh Yippee-ki-yay, uh, Amy, and good morning to you. Good
9: morning.
0: Uh, where are you, by the way, Amy? I'm in
9: Orlando,
0: Florida. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, the place to be. You need to be near uh, launches and so on, uh, so forth, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been uh, working with uh, Space.com? Since
9: 2015.
0: Okay, and what are your qualifications? Are you an uh, uh, astrophysicist or something along those lines?
9: No, so I actually studied uh, microbiology and chemistry in college, and then um, I've always been fascinated with space. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity to get into journalism,
3: and I took it. Nice. it's great. You know, it's funny because when I was growing up, the the person who was my entree into loving all things space and, and, and following the Apollo missions and all that stuff was my mother, m- way over my dad. My mother was very much into this and made sure that we watched the launches and the recoveries and all that stuff. So it's cool that you found something that's off of your regular path that has now become a career for you.
9: Oh, yes. And I love it. Oh,
6: just can't get enough. Space cool. is so interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Amy, I, you know, I know President Steve is going to be jealous because uh, when you and I are chatting a few weeks ago, you were talking to me about the number of launches that you get to go to. And so you, you've been to several uh, even this year, right? You, you've been to a lot uh, over, over time. Yes.
9: Yeah. So there's been 25 from Florida this
6: year so far. And how many um, different SpaceX launches have there been over the last uh, stretch? Um, I think the one on Saturday was actually
9: SpaceX's 25th of the year. Wow. Are
3: you, uh, are you amazed, and we, we're amazed by this, and maybe, maybe in general people who are really connected to this sort of stuff are becoming blasé about it, but uh, I can recall there are many milestones, but of, of recent memory, seeing a rocket land back down the way it took off vertically... was such a game changer and such a connection through to George Powell and H.G. Wells and that that kind of science fiction, does it still amaze you that this is something we're able to do now?
9: It does. (laughs) So when I first started covering rocket launches, um, SpaceX just tried to target land in the ocean. There were no grid fins. There were no landing legs. They just tried to control land it. And they did that. And now... You know, it's kind of it's really unbelievable and amazing to see the booster land every time because it just (laughs) seems like it's out of reach. But it's
3: not. Yeah, it seemed it seemed damn near impossible. And the fact that I mean, so much of and and you can, I'm sure, at least um, uh, give the affirmative on this, that a lot of the the issues in, in years past with the space program was once you sent it up there, that's it. It was done. It was garbage. You couldn't retrieve it. It was, you know, over. And now the ability to reuse things is what's helping move us future for, further into the future.
9: Oh, absolutely! It's you know not only bringing down costs; it's enabling a lot of countries and organizations that could never have access to space mm-hmm. have it.
0: Yeah. Right, and I'm going to get to some costs in a moment, but uh, the way this this works, Amy, this uh, space cowboy segment is I just I, I go through some stories here, and we'll maybe ask you some questions, or if you want to jump in and comment, feel free to do that. Okay.
3: Awesome. We right, love so- this. somebody from an space.com. So yeah.
0: this story, this is the one that got me started. Uh-huh.
3: We need the music, Preston. As they play this aboard any <laughs> space flight.
0: Uh, so this is the this is the story that that uh, made me realize. Okay, there's there's a few things to talk about here. Right. So uh, astronauts aboard the International Space Station were forced to take shelter in a pair of space capsules Monday morning after a cloud of space debris threatened to pass near uh, the orbiting outpost.
3: This is right out of uh, gravity.
0: Uh, yeah, right? Told yeah. right out of the movie Gravity. So uh, mission controllers are closely monitoring the debris from a recent, it says here, unconfirmed event. But I read further stories this morning that it was actually a Russian weapons test uh-uh. uh, that uh, destroyed a Soviet area um, uh, satellite and may have been the cause, cause of this the debris. debris. Is that what you had heard, Amy? Yes. Yeah.
9: Okay. So it's um Anthony's- Satellite technology, and this isn't the first time that it's happened. Okay. Um, actually, last week, SpaceX launched a group of astronauts to the space station, and before they launched, the ISS um, did an avoidance maneuver. So basically, it moved to a higher orbit, uh, something that it needed to do, anyways, because it has to boost its orbit every so often. Mm-hmm. But it was also um, trying to avoid a piece of debris from a Chinese satellite that. Was blown up in a similar manner right. in 20,
3: in two thousand seven. Right. So, a- Amy, let me ask you because there is a tremendous amount of debris and and satellites and activity orbiting the Earth, and and, and there there are there are actually uh, sort of maps and representations of all the stuff that's out there. It seems to be getting more exponentially dangerous, you know, uh, with all this traffic mm-hmm. up there. Uh, is there any uh, plan? Are there any plans of what I should say to start to reduce? the amount of antiquated or unnecessary things that are currently orbiting the Earth, the junk?
9: Well, there are plans um, for, like, satellite servicing where they can kind of either tug a satellite out of a specific orbit. Right. Because a lot of these things that are causing these issues are tiny pieces that are, um, like, their orbit is decaying, so they're kind of going back where they would burn up in the Earth's atmosphere, but they're crossing the plane of the International Space Station. Okay. So it's makes it really, really dangerous. Right. Um, because, you know, everything's traveling at 17,500 <laughs> miles per hour. So if they collide, it's not going to be good.
0: It's right. not good. So NASA astronauts uh, Tom Marshburn, uh, Rajachari, mm-hmm. and Caleb Barron, along with uh, Matthias Maurer of the European Space Agency, sheltered in their Crew Dragon spacecraft, while Russian cosmonauts Anton Shkaplerov and Peter Dubrov and NASA, NASA astronaut uh, Mark Hee sheltered in their uh, Soyuz capsule. Uh, the crew members have since emerged from their spacecraft, but uh, mission controllers advise them to keep some hatches between the main space station modules closed because the orbiting lab will continue to pass through these fields of debris, that, to me that's that's troubling. And obviously, you're talking about these
3: things, Amy, that are that are traveling at insane speeds. That can you know that can bore a hole through these things. Uh, we assume that the capsules are a little bit more uh, protected and resilient to damage from this stuff. No, they're not. No, this is just in case um, so they need they get to get out our quick.
9: Capsules. Because they're like a lifeboat. They mm-hmm. can just detach from the Well,
3: station. <laughs> if you're in a
0: lifeboat, that's going to be pierced and destroyed by this. <laughs> yeah, but this, this if somewhere else on the space right, station right, right. gets hit and they need to leave, yeah. right. they need to be in something ready to go right away. So right. that's why they put them in the capsule. I,
3: I was of the impre- impression that this was kind of a, a, a big sort of field of debris that was coming across. Is it not? Um,
9: it was a pretty good-sized debris. Okay. And it's crazy that it would even happen, you know, because Russia has has cosmonauts on the space station, so they're endangering them as well. Yeah,
3: why would you do that? Hey, guys,
0: (laughs) we're going to try this. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. So the U.S. Yeah. Department of Defense tracks more than 27,000 pieces of space junk, including approximately 23,000 objects larger wow. than a softball. That's crazy. Uh, and they have performed more than 25, over the history of uh, NASA, 25 special maneuvers to dodge orbital debris that passed too close to the orbiting outpost. So they have had to do this from time I, to I, time.
3: Would not you Would you not be scared, crapless, no. not hearing this information? Hell yes! Put, Absolutely. Those, uh, put those spacesuits
0: to the test. All right, I have another story here. All right. So, uh, this was from a few days ago, and we didn't get a chance to bring this up. But uh, one of the astronauts who flew in Blue Origin's uh, second crewed suborbital flight died in a plane crash. Yeah, I saw on that. 11th, Kathy at had, had Texas over the weekend, and. Uh, uh, you knew somebody who went up in one of those.
2: Yeah, that was not him. That
0: was not him. Okay, I was like, wow, that would have been... Because it happened in New Jersey.
2: Yeah, they left from like a fairly local, small airport. Yeah, it, it, it was a
0: routine flew, flight. But he flew with Shatner, right? Yes, exactly. Correct. So Glenn DeVries was one of two people on the Cessna 172 aircraft crashed uh, in New Jersey, both DeVries and uh, Thomas Fisher, the other person on the plane, died in the crash. It wasn't Jeez. clear who was at the controls. Uh, DeVries was an instrument-rated private pilot, uh, while Fisher was a flight instructor, so they were both well-qualified.
2: And somebody, uh, a pilot said that, um, I heard somebody say, like, why were they flying if he has all this money? He's a billionaire. He just went to space. Why is he flying in this small aircraft? Uh, uh,
5: a lot of he's time, a pilot. Yeah,
2: yeah he I know. Loved, if why, you love he, it. He can afford much larger and, you know, safer options. But
0: that might not be... Part of the fun. I mean, if, if he likes to be a pilot uh, or, you know, then, then a Cessna might be perfect for the type of flying he likes to do. You know, not everybody likes exactly. to fly a jet or something like that.
3: Right. So. Look at Harrison Ford. He loves, uh, like yeah. he has, mm-hmm. he flies antique um, aircraft and likes to land them on golf courses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> when he has to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Has. uh So DeVries was one of the four people on uh, Blue Origin's. Uh, uh, NS-18 flight, and uh, it was the second time the suborbital flight had carried people. Of course, like you were saying, uh, William Shatner was in there as well. Uh, Would would you... Go uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Jeff Bezos wrote such a tragic loss in an Instagram post, warm and full of life, Glenn made us laugh and lit up the room. He was a visionary and an innovator, a true leader. So, I think (laughs) the notion of being a pilot and flying,
3: being able to fly an aircraft like that is romantic on a certain level, but I would never ever ever do it i have I, i'm not confident enough in my own capabilities if you've i say if you've ever locked your keys in your car <laughs> uh then you should never not probably Here's- not be a pilot to me it's 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 a game uh it's it's eventually something's going to happen and i don't want to experience that eventually
0: not only that but i i one time started to look into the details of of uh what it takes to become a pilot right and you know where i even started to get confused How to operate the radio. I kid you not. (laughs) And you're in radio! How to operate the communications between the tower, other aircraft, Mm -hmm. and all the, the different channels and things and frequencies... I got confused at that. Well, it, it does
2: take a skilled pilot to be able to do both. So I know a pilot who, for a long time, had a hard time with the radio and really? would only fly with somebody with a co-pilot with him, so that they could do the radio. Until he got more comfortable I'm flying the you. aircraft and then doing the radio. Everybody, it's a
3: beautiful eighty degrees. The air's flying <laughs> the sky. There's a little bit of toll to get you through this turbulent situation. Now I
0: could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I be the do, tenth caller. I could do that part, <laughs> but, but maybe, I mean. But all the frequencies and all the, uh, the all the, the the complexities of all that stuff, no.
2: even well, a that lot. was
0: too and much for me. And
2: a lot of times it's not their job, so they're not doing it every single day. If you're going out and that's your job and you're doing it every single day, I would imagine you can pick yeah. up that radio part sure. of it, you know, much quicker than somebody who, you know, wants to just become a pilot on the side. It mm-hmm.
6: was quite literally the only thing that I asked for for Christmas this year was pilot lessons. Like, I want, I want to do it so badly, and it, I've always wanted to go wow. up and, and now fly. Now that you've and, mastered hiking, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Wait, First of, first of all, f <laughs> off. Uh, second Good of all, uh, I think, like, uh, experiential thing is really cool. But, you know, I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't want things anymore. I want to be able to do things and, and experience new stuff. So, yeah, I'd love to try it. And uh, you're a pussy for not getting on a plane, Steve. So, <laughs> what did I do? What did I not Wait. do? You insulted me unnecessarily. Uh, um, getting on a plane? He doesn't want to do pilot lessons, so I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just a little tired of uh, the, the, that insult. Okay. Wait, okay. but
2: Bill Weston's in the studio. Are you still taking pilot lessons? No. Okay. He started. You took
0: pilot lessons. He took one. I took One. <laughs> one. Was it the radio?
1: Is it the radio that killed you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, hang on a second. Go What's ahead. The deal. Um. When I retire from this gig. My goal is to get a pilot's license. Really? I I just dropped off the latest issue of Flying Magazine in Joe Bonadonna's office. He's a licensed pilot. Oh, really? So is Ryan Shuttleworth. Yeah. Ryan Shuttleworth flies a fair amount, does he not? I don't know if he still does or not, but you're right. The complexity of the radio thing, Preston, it's like if you're looking and you're trying to fly straight and level or you're, you're supposed to be climbing 500 feet and you're looking at your instruments and then you're trying to... You get the uh, tower handing your frequency off to another controller with a different frequency. Yeah. Some guys do it by clicks, right? They know how many uh, d- degrees of 10 uh, kilohertz or megahertz. Yeah, without looking. But, without yeah. looking and yeah. all that other kind of stuff, it's a, it's a little scary.
0: Yeah, okay. Right. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a bit much for me. I mean, it, I, and I have taken the controls of, of a Cessna before as my uh, wife's uncle is a pilot, and that's cool. But it's, not, it's it's more than just controlling I the flying. There's so much you have to pay he, attention
3: to. There's a lot. Fuel. You remember with John, John F. Kennedy? Um, uh, yeah, uh Ju- Jr. Junior. Yeah. He was not rated for instrument flight. He yeah. did attempt an instrument flight,
0: and the rest we know yeah. how it played out. Killed him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, listen, so that was another space story, and I'm going to get to a different one. This one, I think Amy, who is on the line, if you're just tuning in, who will be with us, she is with uh, Space.com, Amy Thompson. She's a science journalist. Uh, but this was pretty cool. I saw this, Amy. Every April, uh, the faint glow of a near-Earth asteroid uh, shimmers on scientists' telescopes, religiously catching the annual event. A group of astronomers pieced together a surprising revelation about this shard. It doesn't appear to be any old space rocket. Looks like it might be a broken piece of the moon. What? That is out there flying around. Did you see this story, Amy? Um, I did not. Oh, you didn't? Well, let me tell well, you maybe about maybe you're it. behind it. Please. It's a, it, it is a Ferris wheel-sized chip, and it goes by the Hawaiian name of Kamo Oalewa. And evidence for its lunar identity was published Thursday in the journal Nature Communications, Earth, and Environment. Uh, the, a graduate student of the University of Arizona and the paper's lead author, a guy named Ben Sharkey, said, I looked through uh, every near-Earth asteroid spectrum that we had access to, and nothing matched. Instead, he he and fellow researchers realized that the rock had a pattern of reflected light or spectrum very closely related to moon rocks brought back from NASA's Apollo mission. Yeah. Uh, So it's not the only proof. The quasi-satellite, a subcategory of near-Earth asteroids that orbit both the sun and the Earth, uh, travels around our planet with an unusual tilt to it, which is why it only shows up in the night sky once yearly. Uh, it's very unlikely that a garden-variety near-Earth asteroid would spontaneously move into a quasi-satellite orbit like Kamo uh Kamo Oalewa Kama does. Kama Sutras. Kama Sutras does. <laughs> right. uh, it's doggy th- style. Uh, the fragment won't remain in this particular orbit for very long. Estimating it arrives in its current position 500 years ago, its trajectory will change in about 300 years. So what they don't know, they, they did all this stuff. They used all this machinery to, to get orbital analysis and... All these things, they've been studying this thing for years, and they've they've come down to the decision that this is actually a piece of the moon. But they don't know how it broke off from the moon, if it did indeed do that.
3: Is it possible that another um, uh, object
0: struck the moon and broke it off? Maybe. Or is it perhaps the... like
9: an asteroid? Right.
0: Yeah, it says it's still unclear whether the space rock is an anomaly or if there are other moon fragments lurking in the solar system waiting to be found. So... That's a mystery that you could look into, Amy. Well,
3: right. So, Amy, the the debris of... um,
0: Go ahead. So
9: SpaceX has a mission coming up this month. Um, They're launching a planetary mission for NASA that is going to try to redirect an asteroid. Yes. So kind of like -like Armageddon-like technology. So
3: they, we we've talked to a few people um, who are are in the know on this. I'm sure you know this. There are all sorts of things like ex, like detonating it with uh, nuclear weapons, a la Armageddon. But then there's also attaching a like a a solar sail to uh, yeah. one of these and, and and allowing it to be pulled off course that way. Is do you think that there's anything, Amy, right now that is uh, actually uh, the, the the top method by which they might try to do this? Well, so
9: what they're Trying to do is they built this spacecraft. It's called DART, Double Asteroid Redirection Test. And they are basically going to slam a spacecraft into this asteroid and move it a fraction of a percent out of its orbit to right. see if
0: it's possible. Okay. And uh, when is that planned on, on being done?
9: November, I believe it's November 23rd.
0: Okay.
3: When... Yeah,
9: it's launched out of Vandenberg Air Force Base in California Okay. on a Falcon 9.
3: Nice. When it's nighttime in Australia, because that's likely where the pieces will land, and that's where Go they're ahead. doing. It. Yeah, yeah, no, but it, it, so some of these things always involve that issue: something being sheared off or broken off, and you, can, you can't know what will happen with that. So, right. but it's cool, right. and you know, we we don't know. We haven't, thankfully, we haven't had a. a a, a run-in with a planet killer yeah so we'll see what happens
0: all right and then i have one more space story and this kind of goes to what amy was saying earlier about um things becoming more affordable but putting boots on the moon is insanely expensive uh nasa's spending on its artemis program which aims to establish a sustainable human presence on uh, or and around the moon by the end of the decade, it's projected to reach a total of $93 billion by 2025. Wow. $93 billion, according to a new audit by the NASA Office of Inspector General. Uh, the OIG report states, uh, Moreover, while NASA has several initiatives underway aimed at increasing affordability, we project the current production cost of a single SLS Orion system to be $4.1 billion per launch. Wow. Referring to the Orion crew space capsule, to crew capsule and space launch system rocket, which are core Artemis elements.
3: I, th- I think it's worth it, though. You, you know, God. I mean, I, I, it is. I, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, that's a needless expenditure," but okay,
4: you know, yeah. it's something that we should be doing. One of the cool things that I uh, really appreciated in the movie Dune that just came out, and right. I don't know if this was in the book or whatever, but um, they talked about how m- much it cost. You know this the galactic the travel, uh, travel yep. uh, you know, and you know, like you know, it's not like uh, in Star Wars or we can't get there. It's going to cost, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Spaceballs, yeah. you know, they had space bucks space or whatever. Bucks. But, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, one million space bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so the, this this is real money. This yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, for comparison uh the us spent 28 billion dollars on nasa's apollo moon program between 1960 and 1973 Nin- 28 billion yeah. versus uh 93 billion but that's like about <laughs> apparently what they spent between 1960 and 1973 is about 280 billion in today's dollars so it's well yeah of the course there. we yeah. didn't have as many coupons <laughs> yeah, right exactly <laughs> but i mean with with well, both-
9: i've actually seen um the first
0: Artemis rocket. Oh ah, really? Okay. And is it as massive as the Saturn V rockets back in the day? It's bigger. Oh bigger.
3: God. Oh. They used to have one of the um, one of the boosters at the um, Museum of Science in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. And you'd walk under that thing and it you know, it staggered the it was just beyond enormous and th- so this is
0: smaller than that. At Kennedy Space Center, they've got the entire you know, one yeah. of those inside that you can walk underneath and it's it's just massive. It's a building. Yes. It's a building that's like billion. <laughs> it's like a billion. <laughs> it's like a billion. Uh, so this is even bigger, it's like Amy? A
7: billion. Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh my god. It's just it's crazy. I um
9: so they fired up the engines before they sent it to Kennedy earlier this year so I went to Stennis which is in Mississippi it's another NASA center and um they just fired the engines to simulate a launch for like roughly eight minutes it was pretty impressive and then I got to see it roll off of the boat when it came in and into the VAB and so now it's It's in the Vehicle Assembly Building.
3: Amy, Um, do you think we'll see a point in time where they do a test fire on one of these rockets where they can attach to a large telephone pole a 2,000-pound marshmallow? (laughs) (laughs)
9: Wouldn't that be cool?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come Um, on.
9: Yeah, it's a really expensive program. I feel like, you know, with SpaceX, you have... Everything's innovative, and the cost is coming down, and the parts are being reused, and everything with SLS is kind of one-and-done, like traditional rockets. But well, um, it is, right now, the only rocket that is capable of returning to the moon, because a Falcon 9 really can't take people. Right. It doesn't have enough um, horsepower, or whatever you want to call it, well, to, people to, don't, to get there. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> Amy, people don't back realize back back. how, it, like, with, in the initial space run, in the initial run to the moon, how many things were invented that we use to this day that were a product of, of that, that research and necessity. So, um, you know, you, you can always anticipate more of that as we move along with okay. this stuff. Yeah.
9: Exactly. That's, like, that's really the benefit of most of these um, space programs, you know, because you always have people... At least I always see it in comments and whatever where people are like, well, why are we going to space when we have starving people and we have, you know, problems all over the world? And it's like, well, you know, space is infrastructure. It's just
3: in space.
4: Right. So you know, why, do why do we have baseball games? Why do we have football? You know, why why do we do anything? Why does the phone have- ring when you're in the shower? Like, yeah. why do we do any of these things when there are problems on, yeah. on this earth? It's, you know.
9: Because you have to have everything. And at least space has technology, you know, advancements and and return on investment
0: yep uh by the way the first crude artemis landing uh will likely take place no earlier than 2025 but that's when they're saying and there's going to be yeah uh that'll be the third one that goes up uh the first mm -hmm. yeah so the the first artemis will send uncrewed uh an uncrewed orion on a journey around the moon, Artemis II will be a uh, circum uh, circumlunar. Circumincision. No, no, not a circumincision. <laughs> a uh, circum- uh, circumlunar. Jesus, I can't say it. Mission. It's not but, a
3: word you use all the time.
0: But with astronauts on board. And then the third one will take people to actually land onto the surface of the moon. And it'll, be, it'll happen That's
3: right
9: now. It's going to be a SpaceX starship is going to be their human um, landing system because finally, they finally won that contract. Yes. Blue Origin lost its its lawsuit.
0: W- what's that? The aliens got her. Was, the aliens got
3: her.
9: Uh, no. Yeah. Blue Origin was suing NASA for choosing only SpaceX. Right. Because um, they didn't get enough money from Congress, so they could only choose one. And that was the one they went with, and so the, I guess the highest court of appeal said that. Sorry, Blue Origin, but SpaceX gets it. Yeah,
0: wow. yeah. Right. So they got it, absolutely. So uh, it's the first time they wrote "suck it" in a legal document.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Basically.
0: But we we can expect uh, some delays. Uh, there's all kinds. Of, there's already been delays in this whole thing. You know, there's there's uh, weather delays like uh, Hurricane Ida. Uh, hit uh-huh. pretty hard uh, at the assembly facility in Louisiana. So, you know, these timeframes are, are usually not what they uh, what they. Well,
9: 2024 was a very aggressive timeline to begin with.
0: Right.
3: Oh, it be so cool, though. So,
9: yeah, but if you don't have dates, you don't get hardware. So sometimes it's beneficial to have Aggressive just because things get
3: done yeah they get, they <laughs> get think, think about it happens so I've always listen you and I are in the same camp on this president you know to see somebody return to the moon again to see it, because it's important for humans to go do this yeah. you know instead of sending a robot uh you know or something like that we it, this is where really the human nature is to go there to to actually to go to Mars and all that stuff and uh my 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 one fear is that a lot of the really good stuff is going to happen after I'm dead <laughs> That is a fear, is it not? It is Me a fear. I want like like to see man. all that stuff. Man.
0: Come on, man. Speed it up. All right. All right. Uh, well, that's that's all I have. Sorry, guys. That's it. Uh, that's, that's great. It, for space it good. I thought we would take a, a trip into the outside of our atmosphere for a moment or two. But, uh, Amy, thanks for checking in. Anything we want to keep an eye out for at uh, space.com that you want to hit that's coming up? Um, I think we're just
9: pushing
3: ahead to the exciting DART mission. Ah, the exciting DART mission.
2: Yeah. You guys
4: don't know what that is? No, I, I do. I said, no, they're going to put it. a
0: huge dart board in
4: space. No, it's, they're trying yeah, to um, ricochet
0: the, uh, the asteroid. That's oh, it? That's oh, cool. it's your gas. Damn it. I did not know Come that. Come on. That's pay time. attention, no, Kathy. <laughs> it. All right. The Excellent.
9: spaceship <laughs> is the
0: dart. Come on. All right. All right. I got she it. knows more it's than we do. Well, thank you, Amy. We appreciate it. From space.com, it's Amy Thompson. Thanks for checking in. Maybe we can go down. She can invite us to a launch. Wouldn't that be cool? That... That's one of the things. That's bucket list. I want to go see
6: that. I want to see a rocket launch. And I've been invited before. I just never can make it. The timing is uh often circumspect because, like the launch will happen and the, or they're you know get delayed and so you miss out on it yeah. and you have to reschedule. So sometimes you like you get invited and it's April fifteenth and then it doesn't happen for another week or whatever. Yep. So it's it's difficult to uh, work it all out. Yep.
0: All right, well listen, we need to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Rodney McLeod of the Philadelphia Eagles will be joining us here shortly, so make sure you stay nearby. We'll be right back.
1: Hang with Marissa from the Preston & Steve Show tomorrow at 6 before Pops Rocks ABBA. Mamma Mia and more at the Kimmel Center. Get tickets at phillypops.org slash WMMR. Join Nick from the Preston & Steve Show Thursday from 7 to 9 at Franz Zones, 1940 Main Avenue in Conchahokan for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win Eagles-Cowboys tickets and a Greg Ward signed jersey courtesy of Bud Light.
0: It's a weird day today, right? Does today seem weird to you? It seems weird to me. It seems me. Like I don't Tuesday. Know well, it is Tuesday. <laughs> oh. oh. Tuesday generally is well, the, actually no. Uh, Tuesday is generally a pretty crappy day because, and, and bear with me here, uh, it's not, you know, oh, new work week, fresh start of the week, you know, and it's not uh, Wednesday, which is, man, we're so close. We're getting there. It's really Thursday worse. is already pretty much it's
2: Friday, Friday. Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: Tuesday is so, like, what are we even doing? Tuesday, yeah, yeah. What are we even I doing? I
3: agree.
2: See, well, I feel like Wednesday's like, what are we even doing? Like no, Tuesday's yeah. still like the beginning of the week. And I'm like, all right, we, you know, you have, you have the whole week. Like Wednesday, mm-hmm. I know that's the hump day. Wednesday's
3: but- the summit. And, and now we're going to descend down to our weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. Whereas Tuesday is, what are we even doing? Thursday's
2: great. Thursday's actually probably one of the best days because you're, you oh, are I so love hooked. Thursday.
4: I love and, Thursday evening. Yeah. You can go ahead and drink if you yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, like it's Thursday. just one yeah, more, you have to one deal more day. deal with one day. It's
2: fine. It's not a big deal.
4: Well, here's the deal. It's only Tuesday, but think of it this way. Thanksgiving's next week.
3: It's so know. good. You know? Know. I'm so
4: looking forward.
3: Uh this the, the Halloween obviously we had a buttress right up against um, the camp out, which uh, sort of mitigated my full blown enjoyment, but I did have a great time. But now Thanksgiving, Kathy, will you agree? And and Christmas. I'm i I'm so All in on it now, and so wrapped up in it that that uh, I'm going to strangle every bit of enjoyment I (laughs) can.
2: Every bit of
3: the birth of Jesus of
2: enjoyment. I already started uh, Christmas shopping, and I don't normally do that until Black Friday. I have already started, Um, but I want to ask you a question: Do your kids have off the Wednesday before Thanksgiving?
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, I think actually, a couple do. Yeah, because we
2: do, but we don't normally have that off so i'm wondering yeah. what why is it different this year
6: my calendar here yes, I got a half day off that's it
2: yeah we normally have the half day yeah. but our kids have off
6: mm. which is good cuz i got a long drive after that yeah. uh, actually sure.
0: minor off i'm sorry to jump in here casey minor off uh monday tuesday wednesday oh oh they're off all well, week the whole week yeah it's what, it what says in about. the hell i don't they're know why I don't know if... Well, maybe we made that decision. I don't know. Is this, this the first time the school district is hearing about this? Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I'm looking <laughs> at my calendar, so... All right, anyway, what are you saying? Kate? We're taking November off.
4: Uh, no, I, I just... Um, I know... Because we're doing Thanksgiving down the shore, and I know... I, I'm fairly sure With uh, My wife is going down <laughs> That'll be fun. on Tuesday. I'm picking up our turkey on Tuesday. Ah. I'm excited about that. Um, So, I, you asked if our kids were off on Wednesday. I'm, I think... I think at least two are.
3: Let me tell you something, that, and I say this. Going down to the, the shore in colder weather, you know, when it's not the obvious, I think is wonderful. I do, too. It's, it's very zen-like and very contemplative, yeah. and it's just you and your turkey. Yep.
0: So well, anyhow, uh, we do have the holiday to look forward to. So thank you for giving me that perspective, Kath. Um,
4: So, so I think I see Rodney ready to go. Rodney, his uh, we killing time for Rodney. Well, his video's not up. I don't like so we might. Kath, is this just audio only, or is Uh, it supposed to be
2: video? But whatever, it doesn't matter, right?
4: I said tell him to go to the lower left hand corner of his computer and turn his video on. But uh, yeah, we could try to. Oh, there he is. All right, he's ready to rock. All right,
0: so Uh, he is the co founder of the change our future foundation and they have the sneaker ball and it's uh the inaugural event our art and soul uh it's the sneaker ball art and soul is going to be december 6th at the arts ballroom mm. and you can get tickets by the way at change our future am i playing music Casey? yes sir okay oh, yeah, Of course. uh it's been a while since we talked to him but we love having him on the program please welcome our friend mr rodney
11: mcclellan yeah! hey!
0: hey rodney how you doing man
11: Hey, what's going on? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, we
0: can hear you fine. It's nice to see you, man. How you been?
11: I've been great. Uh, you know, it always feels good after uh, after a win on Sunday. So <laughs> makes makes the week a lot better. Uh, feeling good and looking forward to, uh, yeah, man, to this, this next opportunity next Sunday. But all is well, man. Saw, saw
0: a lot of dancing in the locker room after that win, yeah. by
11: the way. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little bit since a little bit of time since we were able to celebrate after a victory. But uh it felt good, man, when you uh you know, played the way we did, all three phases came together in order to get that win. Uh we prepared so hard, man, and we were able to reap the the benefits of it.
4: Hey, can I ask you uh you know, your approach to the the game and the season because like, you know, we as as outsiders looking in, I listen to the experts and, you know, what do the experts really know? And so, you know, a a lot of people were unsure of what this team was, what it could be, what it was going to be. And so you, you can't have that same mentality, right? So like, you know, when, when you're talking like July, August and early September, getting ready for the season, like your eyes are always on the prize, the title. And, you know, do you, you know, believe in your in your heart of hearts that that your team can achieve the ultimate goal?
11: Uh, I do. I do believe that, uh, we can, I uh, believe we have the right group of men, uh, the right mindset, man. And and what you have to know is, uh, within any season, there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, and so, uh, many of teams face that at different uh, times throughout their season and in different ways, right? Sometimes it's through injuries. Other times it's through wins and losses, uh, But you have to be able to withstand it. You have to be able to stay together through it all. Uh, And so that's one thing that um, I can say we've done. Uh, Whether good or bad moments, we stay together and we constantly continue to believe. And that's what you saw on Sunday, man. You saw a group who, man, have have, have not played consistent ball. But um, we believed and trusted in the process, trusted in one another uh and went out man and, and got a win versus a good team on the road um you know for us the challenge is can we can we do that again? Yeah, uh, you know uh, the question was, you know we we haven't uh, won versus uh any opponent over 500. and so you know we we've now uh, passed that, right we, we've we've uh overcome that that obstacle and answered that. That question, but now can we do it again and can we do it in the link, uh which we've fallen short, um, you know, several games this year, unfortunately. But um most importantly, man, we're gonna just build off this momentum. Uh, um, and we're just gonna get back to work and, and and look forward to playing New Orleans on Sunday.
4: Yeah. Um so I believe you actually I don't think it's New Orleans this weekend. or I think it's the uh Oh my gosh! Who knows?
11: Uh, I wanted to ask. It's new team. <laughs> is it? No, it
4: is. New Orleans this ah. Sunday. No. Yes. No. Yes. yes. All right, I was I was looking too far ahead. I was looking at the Giants uh, on the twenty eighth. Please take it one game. Yeah, oh, one, yeah <laughs> seriously. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Rodney's going to be out on the field by himself. Uh, no, no, no. Because I want to ask. Uh, you know, talking about uh, you know skeptics and all that, but right. uh, people leading into this this game this past weekend, they were looking at the jersey pant combination and they weren't sure it was going to work. And then when they saw on the field the black pants and the white jerseys. It looked awesome. How did did it feel to put that uniform combo on?
11: It did feel good. It was different. Uh, When I got word of it early in the week, I was shocked, uh, honestly, because we've never uh, put on that combination. I know a lot of us in the past have uh, tried to, uh, you know, get other color variations in, but no one was uh, – there was no uh, budging, right, like – we weren't able to move the needle at all. So uh, I was glad to see that, a you know, Lori gave us a, a shot, an opportunity to wear a different combination. It paid off. We want to know. So uh, maybe we'll see it a couple more times this year. How much, are you, So you, you're you a bit of
3: a fashion plate yourself. We've talked about that. You've got a good sense of style. Would you ever consider suggesting something on the field, like maybe off the shoulder or something <laughs> a little bit more adventurous? <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. No? <laughs> I mean... like uh, a nice exposed back. A nice exposed... Yeah, something exposed
3: yeah. a little bit lower in the yeah, back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: Marissa said <laughs> next year that uh, you guys already know that you're going to be wearing the uh, the Kelly Green. Is that... Are you excited about that? Is that do anything for you?
11: Yeah. I've, I've been pushing for that. I've been advocating for that for a while, man. So the Kelly Green uniforms need to come back. That's... That's mandatory. Hmm. Um, you know, honestly, like, I, I think everybody... You know, when you look at those those games, man, back in the day and those pictures on the wall, it just it just looks good. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of us want to want to wear it, man, and, and yeah. want to wear it. Uh, glad to hear that uh, that could be potentially coming back next year.
0: All right. With all these fashion statements, uh, let's talk about the uh, the event coming up. Uh, the uh, the sneaker ball art and soul. Are, are you a are you a shoe guy, Rodney?
11: Yeah, I am. I am a shoe guy. Um, I'm a collector of, of sneakers. Uh, obviously, I love clothes as well. Everything in, involved in fashion uh, works for me. Uh, of course, you know, I have my own brand as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, sneaker ball is is, um, is going to be a great time. You know, it's an event that we wanted to host an event uh, to bring everyone together to, to unify us. Right. And the best way to, to do that in our eyes, we thought, was sneakers. Like, everybody has that favorite pair of sneakers uh, or, just brought, or just bought that 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 shoe that they're dying to wear. Um, and so Sneaker Ball it prevents that opportunity, an opportunity for people to come out and uh, not only showcase, you know, fashion and, and, and their style, but to support, you know, our mission and our cause, which is supporting the youth, yeah. uh, being able to... Um, you know, give uh, these kids here an, an opportunity and provide access to educational programming, um, leadership programming, um, and mentor op- mentorship opportunities. So uh, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, we have a lot in store. You know, there's a sneaker museum. There's solid option items. Uh, there'll be special guests, of course, my teammates, um, other notable public figures in, in uh, the city of Philadelphia, and we'll also be honoring um, some people for their work uh, that they've done around the community. So uh, super excited, man. And and what's uh, very special, I guess, about this event is that it kicks off our 12 Days of Christmas initiative, uh, something that um, my wife and I started last year with our foundation. Uh, we just wanted to do, uh, you know, random acts of kindness around the community. And so uh, this will uh, kickstart that. Um, this year during the holiday season and give people an opportunity to come to our event um, and they'll be able to, you know, bring a donated a sneaker um, or donate a toy. Uh, but we're encouraging both uh, because we all know, you know, there are a lot of families in need um, and we want to be able to uh, help them and, and make their uh, holidays just a, a little a little better.
3: Yeah.
2: Any idea of some of the exclusive sneakers that'll be in the sneaker museum?
11: Uh, yeah, so Jack Daniels actually uh, is one of our sponsors, and they have uh, three pair of sneakers that they've uh, had custom uh, customized by the shoe surgeon. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but I have a pair of his uh, dunks, and he actually did, like, a, a Grinch uh, version oh, of them. Yep. Yeah. But, Days, yeah, it's 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 super cool, man. He does any and everything. So they have uh, three pairs of shoes that they're donating to the to the um, auction. We have Gloss uh, Angeles, uh, my god Jeff, who's locally based here. Um, he's going to be having a lot of shoes on display in the sneaker museum from you know uh, Ben and Jerry dunks to uh, you know Off White. Uh, collaboration. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a a, a nice little collection and I'm excited to see it. Um, Half of my pride don't even know about. Honestly, it's still in the works.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I love the fact that uh, you're asking for not only toy donations, but sneaker donations, because I know that, you know, as a child growing up, like, you know, getting a new pair of sneakers was a really, really special treat. And uh, and that uh, usually for me, we always got our sneakers like it was after school, so it was always in the evening. So you didn't get to wear them. At, you know, during the day, so I would literally wear my sneakers to bed because they were that special to me. And my my buddy Jeff, when he would get a new pair of sneakers, he lived uh, uh, down the block from the firehouse, and every time he got a new pair of sneakers, he would have his sister wait at his house, and she would have to time him as he ran from oh. the firehouse <laughs> to his house to see if those sneakers were faster. I don't know if you ha- have any memories of, of getting a new pair of kicks when you were a kid.
11: Oh, man. Those are the best times, <laughs> I think, I think the hardest part was you wanted to wear them everywhere, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, me being involved in sports, it was man, I'm, I want to wear these out like right now, <laughs> but at the wrong times, like going out to play football in the grass and in the dirt, and you're so excited to put them on. Meanwhile, your parents are like, <laughs> you know, boy, I bought that house with, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and mess them up, and and so you know, as a kid. You're convinced, man, I'm just going out, you know, just to hang out. And and next thing you know, you're playing a game and you scuff the shoes up. You come back in and and your parents are disappointed and we know the rest. Yeah, that's (laughs)
3: devastating. I mean, you get you get sneakers and you're like, they look so good. And you go out and then you you scuff them up. But then what starts to happen is it's funny because you catch them at the beginning and you're enamored of them. And they ah, These are so cool. But then also you wear them enough and you work them in yeah and then they're like, Oh, it's like a like a like a baseball man or whatever you know that you're like this is just perfect, and you don't want to let him go, so there's a whole like a trajectory you take with your sneakers, mm-hmm. you know
11: yeah hundred uh, percent
3: i wanted to ask you with with all of this and so on and so forth i I'm seeing there's there's uh, the specialty cocktails and so on and so forth, and you seem to be you have a lot of you know uh, opinions on certain things uh, what what goes what would what is uh, in in uh, your perfect cocktail have you designed anything for this particular evening
11: uh no i have i have not uh to be honest but for me um i i would love to enjoy some sort of uh like tequila mule is always is always refreshing
3: certain uh, sneaker Possibly. <laughs> Served
11: in a sneaker? <laughs> <laughs> if you want it that way, we'll do, we'll do whatever. If that's, if that's what the people want, uh, we're willing to do it, man. But, yeah, I, I think there, there's going to be a lot on display, honestly. Uh, some things that, like I said, I'm probably not even aware of just yet, but uh, it's going to be just a special evening, man, and, and it's it's a great way to bring everyone out. Um you know, and like I said, it, it's all about these kids. You know, it change our future, man. Our our motto is kids first. That's great. And um, the you know this this will be able to fund and and be able to help uh, so many kids. Yeah. You know, research shows that you know with uh, giving a kid access to you know high quality programming and 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 a caring adult um, and resources, man, it it it's more than likely that. You know that kid will uh, succeed in life, and mm-hmm. so we just want to be able to provide uh, those those opportunities to uh, many kids out here. We understand that you know last year everyone had to stay at home and learn from home, um, and a lot was removed. Right there, there was a lot of funding that was taken away from after school progra- programming uh, to give these kids a a, a, a better opportunity. So. Uh, we just want to step in, man, and and, and now uh, fill that void and just encouraging everybody to do the same.
4: Hey, um, uh, we appreciate what you do on the field, but, uh, you know, definitely appreciate what you do off the field. And you've been involved in charity since, uh, you know, obviously since you got to Philadelphia. I'm so, sure it was before Philadelphia. Um, so we really do appreciate what you do for the city of Philadelphia. We had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to, for the first time in my life, meet Brian Dawkins, and that is just as a special, special individual. And you know, Philadelphia is so lucky to have had him play and live in our city for as long as he has. And he was obviously a, uh, you know, he was a force to be reckoned with on the field, but he was also a voice in the locker room and a voice for the community. Um, and so, I wanted to ask you if you've had any experiences with him, and as a veteran now. Uh, you are a veteran in the in the locker room you know are you, are you getting into the ears of the younger players
11: Yeah uh man Brian Dawkins is is, is an incredible man uh you spoke on it uh both on and off the field uh the passion that he that he has uh is is man is is him it's yeah. it's and he um he carries that with him in and, and within with anything that, you know, he gets involved in. And that's what I love, you know, uh, most about him. Uh and I've had, you know, several opportunities to speak with him. My first year he was actually in the building. So I touched him a lot more, uh, you know, just talking ball really. And uh last year I actually, you know, reached out to him personally um and, and jumped on the call with him just because you know I felt like I was now uh, being asked to step into a a bigger role uh than you know what I had in the previous years just because of you know certain individuals who left you know uh good friend of mine Malcolm Jenkins, being one of those, but just understanding like you know how my role would need to shift and and just wanted to talk leadership with them. Uh, well, yeah, you,
4: you see, like, you know, and you've been in the locker rooms for, for a long, long time. And you see that there are clear leaders in the locker room, but there's no like official passing of the torch. Like you are the next person and you sort of have to take it upon yourself. But I'm sure at the same time, you're like, I don't, I don't want to step on any toes. And are these guys going to listen to me? And there's probably a lot of self-doubt that goes along with that.
11: Yeah. there You know, there's a lot, man. Everybody's looking like, you know, who's going to, to, you know, be that step into that next role. And I think it just happens naturally, honestly. Uh, And that's one thing that I always, um, you know, you never can force leadership, right? That you can't, that's something that you can't force. It's it's just in you, right? And so for me, I always felt, you know, I lead by action. Uh, But I felt like, with maybe Malcolm's departure or se- several other guys' departure, that that would now demand me to to speak vocally a lot more than what I was accustomed to. So uh, I, I just needed to ask him, and, and surprisingly enough, we had a lot in common. He he was saying that you know he was a man of action, and the way that he led was different than the guy Troy Vincent back in the day. So it was good just to just to hear his perspective, uh, understand that you know every player regardless of of when they play you know goes through the the same struggles and strain same battles, but uh man it like you know now that I'm in this position to be in a veteran yeah it it's I feel like I have that responsibility to try and mold guys you know who are uh younger than me or you know still have plenty of years to to come um you know, because that's what it's about, man. You you want to, you know, a leader is able to now form uh, more leaders amongst them. Yeah, it's sort uh, of,
3: and- it's Sort of the obligation. It's it's you're 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 paying it forward. You're you're you know building on the longevity of the team. You know, I mean, obviously, I think you I think we mentioned this before. Post, you know, as you phase out of a football career. Uh, you know broadcasting certainly has to be something in your in your uh future uh, if that's of any interest to you you're you know you're 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 a good spokesperson and advocate for the sport is that is that something that uh, is ranking high in your post uh, football career list
11: yeah uh i, I believe so i, I definitely want to take a stab at it uh, you know in off season try and get reps uh that's yeah. what it's all about is is getting those reps. So, whenever you guys want to have me, man, (laughs) you know uh, know what I'm saying? Just let me know. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm available. We'll show you the ropes, Rob. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm very coachable. Very <laughs> coachable.
0: <laughs> I like that. Nice. Well, listen, uh, this event sounds like it's going to be a blast. Whether you're a shoe person or not, it's doing great. Uh, it's doing a really good thing, and, hey. and Rodney leads the way.
2: A nice choice on the Arts Ballroom. Uh, I did an event there a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful room.
0: Nice. Uh, it's going to be yep. on the 6th of December, and you can get tickets at uh, changeourfuture.org, correct? Correct.
11: Changeourfuture.org, December 6th. Uh, be there starting at 6.30. We have general admission, and we have VIP. Um, And if you want to do a little bit more, we have uh, sponsorship opportunities. So just encouraging everybody to come out and have a great time with us. Um, And let's just do it for the kids, man. Cool. Excellent. All right,
0: thanks, Rodney. Great to talk to you. Good luck on uh, Sunday, and we'll talk to you soon, okay?
11: All right, everybody. See y'all. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Rodney McLeod, everybody. Uh, That's really cool. Uh, And... the I, I'm interested in seeing their shoe museum, to uh, be yeah. honest. I, I, I'm curious as to what all is going to make it in that. You know, Kathy judges people by their shoes. Or so. <laughs> she
2: does. I know. I was like, yeah, I yeah, want to go yeah, to yeah. this. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest uh, events that I went to was, uh, and it was like, I, I was so young. I was just out of college. But it was when the All-Star Game was here in Philadelphia. And there was an event. I forget who hosted it. Uh, one of the basketball players uh, at the art museum. And it was, you walked up the art museum stairs and, and inside each uh, pillar on the stairs had a different sneaker that was like encased in, oh, wow. you know, a locked box. And it was, uh, I think, I believe they were all Nike sneakers. Um, and there was a lot of, I remember Chris Rock was there. I ran into him. There was a lot of people there, but the sneakers around the art museum for this event, it was awesome. It was so <laughs> pretty cool. cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. A reminder today is Tattoo's Day. We have a chance for you to win a presidency Steve tattoo. So text the word tattoo to 39333. You just might win that tattoo from Floating World and Piercing. We'll come back with the bizarre file.
8: Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for for area families in need. Go to wmmr.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first.
0: All right, let's share these stories with Chuck.
5: WMMR
0: presents Desire. Kristen and Steve. Brought to you this morning by WPHL-TV. Young Sheldon joins the Big Bang Theory on PHL-17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night every night is on PHL-17. A student has been found guilty of murdering his step-grandmother in a house fire. Mary Gregory, 94 Hi, years grandma. ninety-four years old, died from smoke inhalation following a blaze at her home. This is in uh, Lancashire, in England. Uh, her death was treated as an, as accidental uh, until uh, Tiernan Darten, Darten, uh 21 years old, who had confessed to the killing in a game of truth or dare. Oh, boy. So a, he fessed up during a game. Yeah, during a game of truth he's or dare. Really, well, at least he's playing all, balls to the wall. And he made a similar confession during a counseling uh, session as well. So, Darton. Denied murder, but was convicted by a jury. The jury was told an initial investigation had concluded that Mrs. Mrs. Gregory... It seems like a murderer would cheat at that game, right? ...who was a heavy smoker, yeah, and had uh, dementia, had died in an accidental fire uh, May 28, 2018. However, police reopened the case in May of 2019 after Darton told a counselor he had killed the stepfather's mother... By using a lighter to set a curtain on fire at the house. Jeez. Evidence shown to the jury detailed drawings found at Darton's home, which outlined the floor plan of his step grandmother's home. They contain labels including. Good hiding place and quick exit and references for needing a, quote, good alibi.
3: None of this would have happened if he was playing Hungry Hippos.
0: Uh, During the inquiry, it emerged that uh, Darton had also confessed several weeks after Mrs. Gregory's death during a game of truth or dare with two friends in which he revealed, quote, his darkest secret. Hmm. He told the pair, I have a secret. I haven't told anyone. I may have killed someone. Uh, he said that he had disabled a fire alarm and started the blaze because he did not want Gregory to suffer any longer from dementia. Oh. His friends had thought the student was joking, but Darton went to tell a counselor in May 2019 about a friend who could, quote, send me to prison because of what he knows. Uh, Darton will be sentenced uh, this week on Friday. Wow. wow. Yeah, messed up. It's a hell of a story. The story out of Vegas, a woman found buried in her backyard this spring was the victim of squatters who dismembered her already deceased body when they moved in. Police discovered 82-year-old Lucille Payne's remains in her backyard in April. So she was already dead? Yeah, Payne is listed as the homeowner for the property. Investigators believe that Payne died in the home uh, in the summer of 2018, Payne don't hurt. Because she lived alone and had no close relatives. Pain's <sighs> body sat in a chair until squatters discovered it sometime earlier this year. So it sat there. Oh, my God. Since 2018, the squatters then decided to cut up her mummified body and bury it in the yard. Neighbors said that the uh, home appeared empty for years. Police say that Payne had set her bills on auto pay Raising no red flags, a tip then uh, police uh, a tip then police to the home in April. It says here. Okay, it was,
3: so would there be a charge of desecration of a corpse?
0: Yeah, they're gonna they're yeah, gonna yeah. get in trouble for that for yeah. sure. She was not buried very deeply, and an officer uh, started to move the dirt and found her arm inside a very shallow grave in the backyard. Initially, police suspected that Payne had been murdered, but evidence later showed that she had been deceased for several years before the April discovery. Uh, Next-door neighbors were able to confirm that they heard digging over the previous couple of weeks. Oh, man. Over the course of several what weeks... What you doing out there? The squatters sold Payne's car. In addition to charges for selling items that did not belong to them, the squatters faced charges of improper burial. Uh, Payne's estate is now selling the home. That's pretty wild. They just stumbled across this body, and they were like, all right. Hey, lucky for us, she's dead and mummified. We're keeping it. Uh, a woman was seen climbing over a barrier at the Bronx Zoo's lion exhibit. Oh my God, these as cell phone video showed her holding roses and tossing money toward the fearsome feline. What the hell is this? <laughs> the incident occurred on Thursday. Oh, uh, boy. A woman in a blonde wig, a red dress, and, l- and a leopard print shawl uh-huh. addressed the animal from about uh, 15 yards away as if it were a long-lost friend. So how does this play out? Are we supposed to believe you're a leopard? Witnesses said uh, she carried flowers and threw what appeared to be cash into the air at one point. We're watching video of her. Apparently the woman is heard saying in the video, I missed him so much. Uh-huh. Uh, the woman whose husband recorded the cell phone footage said that the apparent lion lover said, King, I love you. I came back for you. She looks like a lion prostitute the way oh she's dressed. Oh, my God. Yeah. She
2: kind of is, yeah, Carol Baskin-ish. Yeah.
0: Adding that witnessing the wild stunt was definitely surreal. A spokesperson of the Bronx Zoo said that onlookers alerted staff about the woman, but she was gone by the time they got there. The zoo said that she was on the other side of a protective moat. Separating the enclosure from the viewing public, and that she was not in any danger. Yeah, right. Right. The bizarre situation seems familiar, if if it seems familiar, it's because it is. In 2019, a woman named uh, Maya Autry went to the very same enclosure, basically to the same spot and appeared to seemingly taunt the lions, raising her arms and wiggling her body for a second as if she was dancing for them. The Leiden didn't react, he just stared at her.
3: The time, I think, has come to make a better enclosure. By the
0: way, the woman who witnessed Thursday's incident, that was based off of Autry's Instagram page where she is sporting a blonde hair. It's uh, parting a blonde wig. It appears to be the same woman who did it last oh, time. Oh, really? Oh, she loves it.
4: So this is her thing now, I guess. Yeah. And she's
0: yeah. Uh, making the news when she does it, so she keeps going
4: back for more, I I, guess. I can't see the depth or, or the width of the moat, but it doesn't look like it's so wide that that thing can't just hop across it. I, I don't I, know. It,
3: it yeah. probably is yeah. wide enough, but from your angle, your right case, it yep. doesn't look like it's that formidable. All right, and
0: then one last story. A municipality in Denmark has come under fire after reports that it spends more than $150,000 a year on a bulldozer that removes seaweed and plastic from the beach and then goes and just dumps it right back into the sea. <laughs> huh? We got to get this stuff off the beach. Yeah, <laughs> It's cleaning up plastic and then just throws it right back into the ocean. That's it just true. launches out of a cannon. The bulldozer can be found driving up and down the... (laughs) uh, Stillinge Beach. Put uh, it back in the water. Twice a week during the summer months, a video appears to show the bulldozer driving a few yards into the water before dumping its contents into the sea. Environmental experts have expressed dismay at the practice. Uh, Not only does dumping the seaweed and plastic into the sea mean that it will just quickly wash ashore again, but constantly digging up the sand is also harmful for the organisms in the local ecosystem. Uh, The deputy mayor... Uh, Willem Christensen defended the method, arguing that beachgoers want the beach to be neat and clean, like holiday destinations in Southern Europe. Don't they want the water to be that way, too? Well, Christensen claimed large pieces of plastic are not dumped into the sea. Okay. uh, He also argued that cigarette butts and other (laughs) small pieces of plastic will end up there for the most part either way. So why not? Good swimming. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And there you go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for today. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Casey's giving me something to give away, right? Yeah, you
4: know what? Man, we have a lot of stuff to give away this week, and I want to do... Let's just do beer for now. All right,
0: we'll do uh, colors number 12 and 13, and we will give you a case of Trogues Perpetual IPA. It's bold, citrusy, and it is a best-selling IPA in Pennsylvania. You can enjoy it at Chambers 19, located at 19 North Main Street in Doylestown, 215-263-WMMR. Callers 12 and 13 will set you up, and we'll be right back.
1: If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand.
0: The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant
1: now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> uh, Lesson question today: We
0: are giving away a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. It's going to be a good show, yeah, it is, and that's going to be November twenty fourth. Uh, what day? I, I keep asking. Thanksgiving's on the twenty fifth this year, right? Uh, no, it's, yeah, it has. To, yeah. Or is it the twenty sixth. Hang on,
4: Man, so I'm look at
0: that Tw- yes, twenty fifth. All right, 25th. all right, cool. Uh, so it'll be yeah that night before. Great event. Biggest so, party night of the year. Let's give away these tickets. If you can answer this question uh, after Steve learned Rentahitman.com wasn't really what it was. He's also rethinking which other website. two one five two six three wmmr Steve learned that Rentahitman.com wasn't real. Uh, but he's also rethinking which other website. two one five two six three 263 wmmr Let's see if you know. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash
1: business is a gold mine. 933-WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
0: Brought to you by KGL Skin. They are testing a new body lotion to help with rough, dry skin. Apply at KGLSkinStudyCenter.com if you have a patch of mild to moderate dry skin. Pays up 300 for participation. Steve, what's happening this morning? Well, Queen
3: Elizabeth continuing to struggle with medical woes, and she had to bow out of another appearance on Sunday. The queen expressed her profound regret and also promised that she will begin wearing a weight belt when she deadlifts.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
3: 47-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio and 22-year-old Camilla Maroney bucking rumors of a split after the two seen leaving a trendy Santa Monica restaurant on Saturday night. DiCaprio was even caught planting a kiss on Maroney as he secured her into her car seat.
1: Hey.
3: And finally, Mama June Shannon has completed a new run at sobriety combined with weight loss and a beauty makeover. Shannon says she is proof positive. That if you if you have the right kind of rag you can polish a turn
0: no. <laughs> yeah let's see let's see if you know the answer to this after Steve learned was really awesome, was rethinking what other website and I will go to Matt and see if he knows hey uh Matt good morning good morning Ed. uh good, good morning its you all right uh Matt what website does Steve uh gonna is he gonna rethink now Renahooker.com. we'll go with that yeah, yeah a hooker.com All right, Matt. Prepare tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco's Nobody Does This Tour. That's coming to the Wells Fargo Center, mind you, November 24th. Tickets are on sale now at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com We have some music
1: news for you. Preston and Steve's Music News <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR.
4: Yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, it's brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Their Black Friday total heating event is back. You get a free upgrade when you buy a new heating and cooling system installed as soon as tomorrow, or it is free. Visit horizonservices.com. Uh, we'll begin with Corn guitarist Brand H- Brad Brian hey. Ed Welch. Uh, his love and death side project will release perfectly preserved live this week. Live album will hit streaming services on Friday, and the DVD and Blu-ray of their first concert in eight years will be available at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon on Tuesday. According to Blabbermouth, Welch called the concert one of the few positive experiences to come out after 2020. He said for myself and all the musicians and crew involved, this concert experience is a bright light in the middle of such a dark and divided world. What a gift to capture this show during a moment in time that the entire planet will never forget. That, that concert? The entire, the entire planet? Yes, everyone. Probably a few people that might not even know it had happened. I I never even heard of that band.
3: (laughs) There's a few remote tribes along the Amazon that probably missed out on it.
0: Uh, Three Days Grace is going on tour this spring. The band announced uh, yesterday that it will be on the road uh, in April and May with support from Black Male Brides, Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills, and Lilith Czar on certain dates. Uh, The tour will bring to cities like Tampa, Orlando, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and Minneapolis, among others, but I didn't see... A list of of stops, so... I hey, what's happening I here? I don't know if they're coming to this area or not. Are I they do, playing Cucamonga? Uh, tickets go on sale on Thursday. They will be playing Cucamonga.
6: Harrisburg, PA, <laughs> on the 29th of April. That's, I think, as close as they get. Okay. Three days, Grace, in Harrisburg.
0: Marilyn Manson is now being accused of locking women in a small soundproof room <sighs> in his West Hollywood apartment to punish them for being bad. A group of women spoke on the record to Rolling Stone, claiming that Manson had a small soundproof booth in the apartment where he would lock his girlfriends for hours. Oh God. And it was referred to as the bad girls room. So
3: I'm, I'm wondering when this stuff gets into court,
0: if there is going to be a
3: gray area play to say that this was S&M sort of stuff. Oh, you know? If
0: uh, if if that would be a defense, Obama, right? I'm that sure. this is th- that this was consensual mm-hmm. and sort of BDSM sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, Manson's former assistant said that it was common knowledge the room existed, but also said that he never saw anyone locked inside there. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. let's see where that goes. He's got a lot, got a got a lot, lot of legal woes, man. He does. Gene Simmons' claim that Eddie Van Halen was going to leave his own band at one point and join KISS has been debunked by another member of the New York City-based group. According to Louder Sound and an excerpt from Van Halen's biography, Eruption, which will be released under the title Unchained in the U.S., Paul Stanley says his bandmate's remarks aren't really true. So Stanley said that the guitarist visited KISS while in the studio when they were working on their 1982 album, Creatures of the Night. Uh, the way Gene explained it was, the Creatures of the Night record was coming out uh, was coming out well, and then Eddie called and said, hey, I need to talk to you. We met across the street at a diner, and I remember... I've uh, tried the pie here. It's excellent, guys. <laughs> He said, I remember Vinnie Vincent weaseled his way into the meeting, even uh he was not a member of the band then. Now, let me ask you, are these what you would call hash browns? <laughs> no, they're home fries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not the same thing. Uh, yeah. And he, according to Gene, he said, Eddie kept saying, Roth is driving me nuts. I can't effing take it. I want to leave the band. Can I join Kiss? And I said, You should stay with the band, Eddie. Uh, the heart and soul of it is your guitar, and if you leave the band, there is no Van Halen, and there just isn't enough oxygen in the room for you to be in Kiss because you'll have a million song ideas. Uh, he asked to join the band. I persuaded him to stick it out with Roth. Are we that, good, though? He said, that's the truth, and there is no other. Would you like some ice cream? Uh, I guess, have I been good? Get some ice cream for this young man, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he said, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Right. However, uh, Paul Stanley shared his version of the story in the book and said, we didn't want to take Van Halen on because we were trying to hold Gene in check. He said, Gene is often more concerned, and this is just part of his personality, with Gene. Uh-huh. Uh, and it wasn't going to be to our benefit for him to run off and get involved with something else. Uh, were Van Halen undeniable? Absolutely. Were they fabulous? Yeah. Did they have what it took? Absolutely. Was but, there a
3: diner? Yes. He right said, across the
0: street. Did you have pie? Yes. Uh, he said, but we had to take care of Kiss. Are they hash browns? No. No. no.
4: <laughs> Not the same effing thing.
0: He said, but we had to take care of Kiss, and the way to protect Kiss at that time was to pull the reins in on Gene. Were the chocolate chip cookies actually with chocolate
3: chips in the cookie or just on top? It's that simple.
0: On top. I, I don't know. I didn't
3: go to that diner. Diners always do that. They never have chocolate, chip, cook, chocolate chips in the cookie. It's just like sprinkled on top. What are you talking about? And huh? then you go to a diner and trust me. This I, is what you've noticed. It's, it's an absolute fact. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. And, and like, uh, it's like you got to put the chocolate chips in the cookie. You can't just sprinkle them on top of the cookie.
4: And they make the cupcakes look like Cookie Monster. Uh, but it, doesn't, it, doesn't taste you know, it doesn't taste like Cookie Monster. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No kidding. Well, I'm going to have to take you to the old country square. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: a little bakery section there. You know what I'm talking about
3: the chocolate chip cookies. There. Just, I do. They just come on top. They're
0: just just disappointing. Oh. Tell me about the cookie monster thing.
3: Uh, Did you, have you ever had one of these? They do not even remotely taste like the
4: cookie monster. If have Elmo <laughs> cookie monster or El- 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 Elmo cupcakes as well. Right. Or it's just, you know, it's a cupcake. They throw blue on top of it and little googly eyes it's on it. That's a crock of crap. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Connor,
3: could you put that picture of the cookie up on the screen? That's, uh, so we're looking at the cookie and you see the chips are on top, but they're not within I the cookie. I
0: understand that concept. I don't get the cookie monster thing. It's a oh. cupcake that looks, looks like a I'm winning in this one. <laughs> okay, it's a cupcake that looks like
4: what? Cookie Monster. Okay, and yeah. and and his mouth is open. He's got a cookie in it. Okay. So, it's a cookie. What's your complaint?
3: It doesn't taste like Cookie Monster. It
4: doesn't taste that great. It's not a great cupcake. Oh, it doesn't taste that great. Oh, okay. It looks good like your <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like your chocolate chip cookie. Right.
3: It's a ripoff. Yeah.
4: It's
0: <sighs> It looks so good. It just doesn't taste good. It has googly eyes like oh, Cookie okay. Monster. Uh, Richie Sambora has opened up about his role in Bon Jovi. Is well, there a role in Bon Jovi? While speaking with, uh... Na- <laughs> while speaking with the great Nile Rogers, uh, Sambora spoke on his time being in the group prior to him leaving in 2013. He explained, Man, we had the most heavily armed recreational vehicle. Our bus driver used to be a Green Beret. We had an AK-47 and pistol. And he said, Hey, boss, you feel like shooting up something? We're painting our faces, mowing down cactuses, and we weren't hurting anybody or anything. That's the kind of thing when you're on tour, when you're like that. There was times like that where the camaraderie was very, very, very deep. And then, uh, now Rogers noted the strange instance where people assumed that Bon Jovi was responsible for all of the singing. Hmm. To this, Sambora said, and all the writing. Uh, That was part of my deal, to shut the F up. If I had a coffee place, the sign would say, have a hot steaming cup of shut the F up. That would be my coffee place. And you know what? Guess what? I did it. And it worked out because that's what he needed for whatever reason. He also addressed
3: Cookie Monster Cupcakes. They he not should kidding.
0: in that rambling rant. <laughs> uh, why not bring that up? <laughs> Uh, so I guess Richie was, is saying, yeah, it was all John, you know? I mean, Richie's a great guitar player and a, and a good backup singer. And songwriter.
4: He's a good singer. We had him here in studio and, and he great. sang with the acoustic. I love that song he did.
0: Yeah,
4: Cookie Monster Cookie Monster Cupcake. I, I think it was one. a C, for, C is for Cookie.
0: All right, and then one last story. Uh, U2 has announced <laughs> plans uh, for the release of the 30th anniversary edition of Oktong Baby. Which 30 out, years. Yeah, it comes out with a special vinyl release and a mammoth digital box set. I remember when that was released. It's been and, 30 years since Octone Baby was released. And I remember it because they, they always had a, a great way of, of having a new sound each time they came out with an album. And when Mysterious Ways played, I heard that, you know, I was like, that's different. That's, it's you know, they they took another leap. Sound remember voice. that first sensation
3: when they... Cookie Monster Cupcake slid across your tongue. Yeah. Grew vivid with the release of Uck Tongue Baby.
0: Great album. Uh, the band's seventh album first came out November 18th, 1991. Uh, the anniversary edition will be available on Friday. You two will also be releasing a 50 song box set uh, December 3rd of their hit records that will include remixes and B sides. 22 of the songs haven't been officially released. But just to remind you what songs were on Octung Baby, uh, so you had uh, Zoo Station, even better than The Real Thing, one, which is yeah. a masterpiece. Uh, who's Going to Ride Your Wild Horses. Great. The Fly and Mysterious Ways were some of the songs that got radio. The
3: Fly is a quirky, cool song, I it think. It's cool, too. Um, it, let me ask you a question here. Do you think we will ever see, like, another chart-topping song from you 2 Or are, are they now uh, in that
0: stage where they can live off catalog? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't see another yeah. chart-topper. Um, I, and I love that band. They're, yeah. they're one of my... All time favorite bands, without question. The band I think I've seen most in concert, uh, but um, yeah, I think they've they've gotten to the the Billy Joel, the yeah. uh, uh, the John Cougar, you know, these people that just have Monster. loads and loads and loads of hits, yeah, massive hits, all of that, you know. And they still put out music. Journey still puts out music, but no, just, no, you, you never just, hear anything about it. it. It is, it's, it's come and gone. And I have a feeling that they're gigantic. Stadium tour days. Yeah, being able to do you know uh, several continents is probably over. That's just a guess. I don't know. We don't but, know. But then again, they have enough hits to where I mean, Billy Joel can still do it. Absolutely. Yeah, so maybe they can continue on. But but you know they they were they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger with their shows as far as what type of production <sighs> they would put on. I
3: mean, they talking about filling a
4: stadium with a stadium level show. They were masters. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the deal, Steve. Uh, to answer your question. The song that is out now, uh, yes. Your Song Saved My Life, I think has potential, not because it's great, but because it is on a soundtrack that is geared towards children. Right. Okay. So it's uh, it's on Sing 2. This is a song, by the way. It's called Your Song Saved My Life. Uh, it's on the Sing 2 soundtrack, so it is going to have a more mass appeal. By chart topper, what I mean is...
0: You get multiple formats of radio stations that could are playing play it. it and yeah. putting it into a power rotation. Right. You just don't see that happen. Yeah. But do you want to listen to this song? I haven't heard about? it yet. You, you know? haven't heard this song? No.
4: I thought you said it was Mass Appeal. In there, no, I'm saying it could because oh. of where it's being released.
3: What a Initial listening, uh, it's nice. It's I don't nice. see it as a, yeah. It's the exact thing I was going to say, Steve. Yeah,
0: that's nice. Yeah. that's nice.
5: nice.
3: <laughs> 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 this is cool. I don't
5: sing it just so I can get
3: by. Won't you
5: hear me when I tell you, darling? Wow. Sing it to survive.
0: His tone. I'm hearing, you know what, you know what, I hear uh, uh, resemblance to is um, uh, Coldplay. Uh, Chris Martin. Chris yeah, yeah Mark. just absolutely. the tone a little yeah. bit. Now.
7: Your love.
0: Me alive. All right, nope, not a chart topper. So. Nah. Yeah, I don't think so. It's nice. Nice. That's it. That's nice. about it. Uh and I'm I'm a massive, massive fan of that band and, and Bono and the whole deal. So all right anyhow, that's it. It's music news for you. Done. Uh let's take a break. Come back in a second, wrap the thingy thing up, and we'll also get a uh, Tattoo Day winner. Yeah. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay
1: with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com.
6: Preston and Steve Show.
1: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
6: Uh, we
0: are wrapping up our little radio program today. And uh, I would like to thank uh, Mr. Rodney McCloud yeah. for coming on. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while since we talked to him. He's such a good guy, man. He is a good guy. And he's his heart is really in the right place uh, as far as wanting to give back and help out. Uh, And he has this event coming up that he's really excited about because he's definitely a fashion guy, but it is this um, uh, sneaker ball that they're going to be doing, and it's on uh, December 6th, and it will be a a sneaker drive and a toy drive and all this stuff, and it's part of his uh, Change Our Future Uh, program, which is really, really cool. And you go to changeourfuture.org to get tickets to that event. And he says other celebrities, other uh, sports stars, I'm sure all his buddies are (laughs) great, make it out. So it's really cool. And uh, thank you to Laura Payne from MANA, the 25th annual Pie in the Sky fundraiser uh, is happening. Your deadline is November 19th uh, to get your pies ordered. Uh, And then you pick them up, I think on the 23rd. And then, of course, it's going to help their ongoing uh, uh, provisions uh, that they need for serving Thanksgiving meals to uh, meals to neighbors uh, battling illnesses and if you can't uh, listen if you can't if you don't want to buy the pies make a donation because they're awesome go to manuppies.org for information and uh, thank you to Amy Thompson who came yeah to space.com and uh, we did a little space cowboy action. So and cowgirl. Yeah. All right, we need to do the letter of the day. Case, you're going to get that for us? Sure,
1: All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 933 WMMR. Now,
0: the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. A, as in Ashley. All right, so we have an A, and Ashley Home Stores is offering up 500 bucks for this prize. You can visit their 11 area locations or AshleyFurniture.com for their 12 days of Black Friday deals. So, we'll get that away on Friday, which is uh, awesome. So, uh, oh, it's Tuesday. That means we need to give away a tattoo. We got a winner. Tattoos Day recipient this week, Trisha Siraka. Who is from Coatesville, mind you? Uh, she's going to get a $350 gift certificate for a Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can uh, check them out at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia for artwork samples. Visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Love it. Yeah. I would like to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also, Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show tomorrow. Uh, it is a Wednesday, so that means Fox Good Day, secret text word, and we're going to have comedian and magician Justin Wilman on the program. Cool. He always does some pretty great stuff. Where is he going to be? Is he at Helium? Yeah, or... he's Helium, yeah. All right, nice. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. That's it. We are done. A rage on. Have yourself a great day. Are you sure? Maybe it's uh, <laughs> do do a good check. Well, I did it through... Uh... Meredith. All right. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, we'll find out. Yeah. That's huh. it. We're done, Ray John. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, game, bro. <laughs> Ryzen
5: and
8: It's Macy's friends and family with our biggest savings on gifts they'll love. Get an extra 30% off brands that rarely go on sale with your coupon or Macy's card. And snag 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more stocking stuffers. Going on now at Macy's. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in-store today. Details at macy's.com pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.